What's up, guys? Uh, long time no see. Welcome to, I don't even know what episode this is. This is episode 84 of, 84. of not crave the book. This is cherish the book because in today's episode, we are covering cherish front to back, beginning to end the entire yep. story. Um, so obviously, if you haven't read Cherish, you're going to want to skip this episode. However, before you turn the episode off, we have an announcement for everybody. And then you can turn it off because we do not want to ruin Cherish for you, especially since everybody has been waiting so long for this to come out. Um, we've got some good news and we've got some bad news, but the bad news is due to to good news. So the first bit of good news <laughs> yeah. is that we're going to do a giveaway since this is our Cherish episode. You know, we try to do a fun giveaway when we do um, an episode that is focused around a release. So in the Crave the Book podcast tea room Facebook group, make sure you're a member. You just search Crave the Book podcast tea room. We want you to post your favorite memory, um, obs quote. quote, obscure reference from the podcast somewhere into the group wall. And Amber and I will be selecting our favorite out of all of those. And you will win one of our faction hoodies. I will go ahead for uh, those of you watching on YouTube. I'll put those up on the screen. But for those who are listening, basically, we've got one hoodie for each court. Uh, the sleeve says Team Catmere. The front has a Catmere Academy logo. Uh, Gargoyle is purple. Not uh, the print is. The hoodies are black. But the print for Gargoyle is purple. Dragon is bright, like neon green. Witches is a kind of pinky magenta. Wolf is blue. And Vampire is red. And then the back of the hoodies... Um, Werewolf has a wolf head, dragon has dragon wings, gargoyle has gargoyle wings, witch's court has a spell book, and vampire has big vampire teeth. So if you would like to try your chance at winning- and you can't buy these. You no. Know, you can't buy these. Yeah, we, we get requests all the time. We are currently trying to get a deal with Entangled Teen to- sell these in a shop that I am developing. Um, however, we have not been able to get a response from them for licensing, unfortunately. Feel free to bug them. Say, hey, you know, look at your emails from Starla and yada, yada. <laughs> but um, we are going to attempt to get them in the shop, but it's been over a year now I've been trying to get this to happen, and unfortunately, they haven't been responding. So this is the only way you can get one. Post in the group. Post your favorite story, quote, reference, yada, yada. And what do you say, Amber? Maybe in a week? Yeah. We'll choose a winner. So the 5th of July, 6th of July, 6th of July. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. So and those sizes, I believe, go up to 5X. So any size that you guys want. Um, yeah. So that is the first bit of good news for everybody. Mm-hmm. Amber, I will let you do the bad news, and then you can explain why it's kind of good news. Uh, so the bad news, guys, is unfortunately this will be our last 
episode. <laughs> um, yeah, it's actually been a long, it's been a long run. Like if we look back, we've been doing this for over a year and a half, maybe two years. We're go- we are rounding up on the second year. Yeah, um, I mean, eighty-four episodes is crazy. <laughs> we never, we never ever expected it to get this big. Um, we started off just because we loved the series and just wanted to talk about it with somebody. So we just recorded it each other and kind of posted it out to the internet. Um, genuinely, we we're like, nobody's listening. To us. <laughs> um, and uh, it was only once we saw the like the statistics of showing the map of the world and the viewing and the the listens and the downloads, it just went absolutely crazy. So we can't thank you enough for being on this journey with us. Um, but unfortunately, both of us have experienced a hell of a lot of burnout. Um, and that's probably reason why it's taken three weeks for us to get this particular episode out. Um, both of us have quite high powered jobs. Um, <laughs> we run our own businesses and Starla launched um, her Handmade Alpha Academy last week. So that was the reason why she just didn't have time last week to do it. Um, but the other reason why we've not been able to do it is because I have been throwing up. I have been peeing all the time. I have been seeing lots of doctors because I am having a baby. <laughs> and guys, ever since I've known Amber, Amber has been trying to conceive. And I have known you mm-hmm. now for, I mean, how long have you been trying to conceive? Um, we've been trying to conceive for six years. Yeah. So this is super exciting. It's definitely not an uh, an oopsie baby. <laughs> no, we, we gave up. We got told by medical professionals that it would never happen. Um, and that I had to lose a lot and lot of weight to get my BMI down to a particular point where they would be able to give me medication to start my ovulation. And I just never lost the weight. And the very, very rude doctor said that she was removing me from her patient list and I was never seen again. Um, So I came home, sobbed for quite a few days, and um, me and my husband decided that, uh, eventually we decided that we were okay. We we had accepted that that wasn't in the cards for us, and that we were going to live a very happy, rich, child-free life. (laughs) Um, And we ended up getting our corgis, we... Um, planned lots of holidays. We were just going to be the cool aunt and uncle that were going to have the party house. People could come over. We weren't afraid of children or, or, or negative about children. We just, we knew that it wasn't going to be a possibility for us. Um, so we kind of just went on a different path. And then all of a sudden, the other day, I thought that I was going to need to see a doctor because I thought that maybe I had a lump in my boob. Uh, They were really, really painful. And I thought, well, if I go to the doctor, the first question they're going to ask is, is there a chance you can be pregnant? So I did the test just so that I didn't have to go through that whole conversation with them ever again. And it was positive. (laughs) Um, And I came downstairs to Scott, um, just shaking, crying. I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm just, oh. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, so we've we've been in shock. Well, we were shocked in for the first couple of weeks, where we didn't pr- quite know what what to do. It wasn't that we were going to go down the the idea of going. Well, we we planned for a child free life, so that's what we're going to do. Um, it was more of a 
we had to completely re- readjust back to how we were thinking before. Um, but now we're both thrilled. Um, and Scott saw the scan of the 12 week scan yesterday and he's smitten. Um, he's <laughs> calling it his little dancer, uh, cause it was really wriggly. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, that's the reason why we've decided to bring this podcast to an end. Um, I'm not only struggling with my symptoms and like the exhaustion that comes with pregnancy, but also when it comes to having the baby, it's going to be very hard to record. Yeah. Recording with, with the baby is not going to be something that, that no. is going to be possible. Um, so again, like we said, bad news, but good news because I think that, you know, we've we've stuck with this for a really long time. And hopefully you guys, as you inevitably reread the series, you can actually listen to our episodes. You can go back. They're still going to be available. If for any reason they ever disappear from Spotify, um, because the membership for the podcast service I use is quite expensive, I'm going to leave it up for a couple of years. Um, but it will always be on YouTube no matter what. Um, I'm going <laughs> to attempt to just leave it up on Spotify, though. But, guys, thank you for sticking with us as long as you have. Um, and I hope that this episode is everything that you dreamed that the very last episode would be i wish that we could continue the rest of the series but it's i i would rather we're also in a really weird point in court where there there isn't a a sensible place to stop even if we did continue we would have to do the whole book and it's a very very long book and we've only really just started yeah this makes Um, this makes the most sense to me yeah yeah. And it just so happened that it's a little it's a little bit bittersweet. And I will keep you all updated with baby updates. Um, because I feel like it's all of our babies. <laughs> yes. Um the Crave the Book Podcast Tea Room stays up. It can still be a place to chat. Mm-hmm. And suggest baby names. Ba- um Baby Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> baby Grace. <laughs> baby Quaver. <laughs> <laughs> I want it, it's baby baby. Giuseppe. Giuseppe. <laughs> I hate that name. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't think of Giuseppe as a uh, modern adult name. I think of like a little old, a little old man. Or like Keith. Keith. No, no baby Keiths exist. They, they are just forged at the age of 40. <laughs> they, they, they develop out, <laughs> out of nowhere. Um, so guys, if you have not read cherish now would be the time to leave because we are going to be getting into it um i i and and please remember that we read the book about three weeks ago so um we're gonna do our best to remember everything we just life got in the way so we had to delay recording but um i i want to start with you know Grace and the gang, I think that the the story really begins when they go to the gargoyle court. Mm-hmm. Um, to Dragging Heather with <laughs> Dragging Heather, yes. I love that Heather oh. just became like a core part. mascot. Yeah, she just became a core part of the story, um, which I was not expecting at all. And I think that 
one of my favorite parts of the book and and when i really realized like okay this one is going to be this one is going to be funny is the sports scene at the gargoyle court and um the pigeon on Jackson's head, and I mm-hmm. mean the foam finger. Is this your Huds or your husband? Though your husband isn't Hudson, because the sports and the yelling and is your he's hu- not. He's not a very yelly person when he watches sports. He paces a lot. <laughs> um, I think it's because he sees people being active on the TV. He's like, no, I must be also active for them to win. Um, <laughs> Um, but he he doesn't yell a lot. He does he does do the whole despair like no, um, but that's more of like a gutting defeat rather than uh, he doesn't boo or hiss or anything. <laughs> yeah, um, and I think that he would get a foam finger and just giggle to himself the entire time. I don't think he would ever do it in seriousness. Um, yeah. or klaxons like the whole you know like the spinny clacky things. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he would ever bother doing that. Especially if I was next to him, because I might murder him. Yeah, yeah. Because it's so loud. Especially with my hormones right now. Don't you move it. Don't, don't, don't. Definitely feels like, um, I don't know, Tracy Tracy has someone in her life who who is a sports fan, because it was yeah. very much a very honest representation of... Um, the crowd the crowd <laughs> yeah. yeah and yeah i i i just i laughed so hard at that scene and and pit or poor jackson getting frozen and a pigeon just coming down and landing on his head and and all the references to him being like the sad little goth boy. I'm just like, I, I love that we're finally poking fun at the trope that Jackson is the moody, <laughs> broody. Well, he's finally kind of okay, but the problem is it's been replaced. He, The moody, sad emo kid has now been replaced and is now Macy. That's true. I for, Yeah, I forgot to bring up poor Macy. Um, Which well, just irritated me the entire time that is not how you deal with a depressed person yeah yeah um but she it it, it took until like 60 percent of the way through the book to finally ask macy like what is wrong yeah Ugh. they could have they could have had that conversation way earlier and she would have at least enjoyed the football <laughs> well macy wasn't with them yet macy was Oh yeah, no, she wasn't. Yeah, they yeah, they, they, they kept on like bringing her up though. Yeah, because yeah, they scared. hadn't heard from her, and she kept all they knew was that she kept getting schools changed because of her behavior, which doesn't sound like Macy at all. No. Um. So, you know, have you ever watched Buffy? Like bits and pieces. Bits and pieces. Oh yeah. So when Willow goes dark, Willow. <laughs> That's why I'm imagining Macy. She's like really bright and bubbly, like do 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 do, possible lesbian, but then all of a sudden, dark eyeshadow. It's like she's like, yeah, but what if I want to kill them? <laughs> um, the the sports. So the whole purpose of you know Grace and Hudson and the gang going to the gargoyle court was they needed to talk to do you call him do you pronounce it as jikan or jikan yeah jikan i've heard it both ways but then i, but then I thought 
I was like, I just think that like maybe it's it's a kind of Oriental Asian name. I didn't. And get- I, I just said like yeah, and I just kind of feel like je rather than je. I think je, je is it's French. Je. Je con. Je con. Perhaps it's, perhaps perhaps in Spanish it's actually hicon. <laughs> <laughs> GK. Hola. Hola, me llamo Hicon. <laughs> but he they they need to talk to Gikon um about getting into the shadow realm. Getting into the shadow realm. They don't want it to go down the way it went down last time because Grace lost her memory. Um, and there was a time dragon. And there was a time dragon, and it was just a huge mess. So mm-hmm. they And they got, didn't even know how really how to get out. Yeah. They've got to find a way to get in, get out, not lose their memories. They have no idea what they're doing, and they need to they need to talk to him. But he is so obsessed with this game that they cannot get him to even pay attention. Then mm-hmm. um Grace gets interrupted by what what is her guard's name? I always forget her name because I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Artelia. Artel- <laughs> it's like an Irish. It's an Irish guy. So what's what's your name? Artelia. Artelia. <laughs> um, um, but apparently they've got a prisoner down in the dungeon that they're interrogating. Now, I'm going to be honest. I was like, it's Macy. It's Macy. They've got Macy down there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I know. I didn't think of that. Really. Did, no. Did you have any inkling as to who it might be? Like, no. But I was hoping that it was going to be someone really significant, and it kind of wasn't. Yeah, it's like it's just some girl. <laughs> yeah, but like the way that they described her, well, the way they, uh, way that Tracy described her, was so cool that I thought she was going to be a bigger part. Yeah, especially as Grace let her go. Yeah, so I was like, oh, well, maybe like, do you reckon that she's gonna find them again? But no, no, not really. Yeah, she was a she was a hunter from the yeah. crone because apparently the crone has hunters. Um, she has a vendetta against supernaturals. Yeah, like the crone is just completely flown off the deep end and is just suddenly like, once to- I'm free, right? I want to kill everybody now. Yep, and she does it with these little bags of dust. Yeah, yeah. That this, this, this <laughs> but like, she's like, yeah. Um, and during this interrogation, um, Grace realizes because everybody wants to torture this girl to try and get information out of her, and Grace is the only one kind of like patient enough and and smart enough and a bit more insightful to realize that even torture is not going to get any information out of this girl, um, and. I think for a while, uh, Artelia and uh, is it Alistair that's in the room with them? I kind of think that she's a weak link. I thought it was just Hudson. Um, like, uh, like, oh, is it Hudson? Hudson in the room? Like, like they're a little bit disappointed that she's not willing to to torture, um, to to get information, to to save her court. But she's like, well, there is no point in torturing somebody if the only outcome that we're going to get is that we are hurting someone for nothing. Yeah. And, um, and she was very much like, oh, I'm not that kind of queen, but everybody seems to see it as a a vulnerability rather than a strength. 
Right. But then she has the great idea to let the prisoner get away and think that she's gotten away with getting away so that they can follow her, which yeah. I thought was was quite smart, especially if they knew yep. that there there was no other way they were going to get information out of her. It, it made sense to just let her go and mm-hmm. try to get as much information as they could. But while that was going down, they decide to try again to... Uh, talk Convince to him. talk to Jicon. Jicon. <laughs> Jicon. Um, <laughs> and during this whole time that they're trying to talk to him, he is making the most disgusting dessert pasta. Well, yeah, they, he goes to um, Alistair and the Blood Letters kind of apartment, which is a bit strange. But yeah, he go, he goes there as if he lived there his entire life and starts making food and the dragons are really interested because they're like oh yeah food but everybody else watching what ingredients he's putting into your <laughs> yeah like they're like mm, no he puts like chocolate syrup and like eggs and like doesn't he like crush some cookies or like some oreos or something in it he like just he he walks around with purpose like he's looking for specific ingredients but it does sound like you know he's a little bit like a a pregnant lady who's who's just going, yep, that that's what I want. Yeah. And this, and then that, and then this. And everybody else is kind of just following on, like, what the hell is he making? And I just thought it was really funny that Alice is like, yeah, I'll have a bowl. Yeah. And this whole, this whole time, he's being very standoffish about the blood letter who disappeared, by the yeah, way. Yeah, like, it was into thin air. She was stood there one minute and just went, pop. Yeah, in the middle of the conversation, she out of nowhere disappeared. And everybody's like, oh, should we be concerned about that? Like, is that cool? But <clears throat> where did she go? Right. It it was very weird. But I knew that there had to be something because he he would not continue, like, giving information. It's almost like he was waiting for her to come back or give approval. Well, it wasn't his story to tell. Right, right. And we don't yeah. really find out till the end, you know. Yeah. But he, he, he tells a story about how the Shadow Realm was made, was created as a prison for the Shadow Queen because of something heinous that she did. Um, and he does say that there's a way in. And that involves, I don't remember, I don't remember what he specifically says is the way in. I remember the way in but I don't remember what he said was the way in. Yeah. I. This is the part where he shares about the Shadow Queen's poison. And mm-hmm. basically the Shadow Queen was the reason that all the gargoyles ended up getting poisoned. And, and, and Yeah, and had to be frozen in time to stop that poison because, um, you know, that was, that was like the thing that she was able to, to trade. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he very much says that there is no cure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so ultimately that whole discussion, like we get we get a brief idea of of yeah. you know, we know that there's something going on. We know that there's, you know, that there's definitely something going on with the blood letter, but we don't really find out until later why that was so important. So we'll come back to that. But um, Grace makes the decision to pass the crown 
on and and give it to her grandfather because there is a chance that she might not come back. Mm-hmm. She didn't want it to die with her. Yeah. And he was very much like, you're going to come back for this, right? Like... Yeah, don't don't come back and then not want it back. <laughs> yeah. Because he definitely didn't want the burden of it. Yeah, yeah. And, and all while this is going on, Grace has been trying to kind of connect to Hudson. He will not get off his phone. And she mm-hmm. has these huge concerns because the, the vampire court right now is completely unattended. Uh, apparently Hudson and Jackson's weird aunt and, and family, they're just kind of like being all sneaky weaky trying to get the throne get the throne yeah and it's very clear what they want but that that wouldn't be a good choice you know for the future of the vampire court so grace is in this really awkward position where she's like i know it would be better for hudson to take the throne or jackson to take the throne but there's already i have my duties here yeah there's there's you know she and hudson have to rule the gargoyle court and if jackson attempts to rule the vampire court that's going to mess up things with him and flint because there's already a lot of issues in the dragon court with nuri not having a dragon heart yeah so she kind of goes in this whole like sort of overthinking road where she then kind of comes to the conclusion that hudson may be thinking about leaving her yeah yeah um all over sort of like uh, almost like a string of texts that he's constantly receiving. And she's even kind of brought it up to him and he's just not saying anything. Um, and he's also um, a few times, because he spots someone, he he's adamant that somebody is watching them when they are on their way to go meet the guys before they get to the court. Then she realizes that the hunters are everywhere. So she's like, well, maybe it was that. <laughs> Yeah, maybe he's like just trying to keep me safe, and he's like connecting with other people, trying to like catch hunters. And she's like, "This is just weird." And then, and then it gets even worse because when they they go to the vampire court next to go see Mackay, and who is still dying, who is yeah, who is like barely hanging on. They need to take him with them. And when they arrive in the vampire court, they don't even know where they are because it has been completely remodeled and it's all like white. It's been renovated, y'all. Yeah. It's been it's been home makeovered. They moved that bus and <laughs> and she she's like, what's where where did all this come from? And then she realizes like, oh, Hus- Hudson did it. What when did he do this? If he's been and and why did he do this? If he is fully committed to being gargoyle king, yeah, because she was kind of like, where does your loyalties lie? If you want to be with me, you don't want to be the vampire king, and yet you're kind of bringing it up to a modern standard and changing everything to be your taste. Yeah, and then they go to, um. Cyrus's old office and she realizes that like it is completely smashed apart and Hudson could have done that with his mind but he chose to do it with a sledgehammer like she saw a sledgehammer propped up in the corner and then she realized that because there was so much dust that had settled you know in the space it was something that he had done a while ago like yeah and he never brought it up to her which means that he was like dealing with some serious rage 
Yeah. Like, and he's kind of embarrassed watching her kind of go through those moments of understanding what's happened. Yeah. Um, and, he, and he doesn't really talk about it either. Yeah. It's very much, it's very much a, a male reaction to like hide feelings. Well, and- but, but, but also to be a, a little bit more violent. I mean, I've never punched a wall no out of frustration but i've seen my husband punch a door out of frustration yeah yeah um like put a hole through a wall uh like it's a very male young male too you- te- te- testosterone is it, they, they are fueled by their hormones the same way we are it's just the hormones that come out are different yeah for us we like our little our lip quivers and we start getting all teary-eyed and for them it's just raw and we want to talk through our emotions yeah um but like that might have been hudson's only way of coping and he he might have come through the other side of his anger and grace doesn't even accept that that may have helped him she just kind of thinks oh wow he must be on edge and completely about to lose his mind if he's doing this it's like well no sometimes it's cathartic to destroy things there are reasons why rage rooms exist yeah um and sometimes it's not even the person that goes there like wanting to do it that gets the most out of it like if you go as a group of friends like well, let's come to this rage room come to this rage room i want to just punch shit and get get a big bat and hit windscreens and just get all this anger out but it's that one quiet person in the background that walks over to something and just absolutely annihilates someone that you're like you needed to come here and just vent get it out and i I feel kind of sad that grace didn't kind of accept that maybe he is a bit more of a violent person than she knew yeah oh and that that could have just kind of been his way of coping her whole friend dynamic here is getting topsy-turvy because this is also the point when Jackson's, he's talking about that he's probably going to leave Flint. Um, they haven't looked happy their entire time together. They really haven't. Um, no. Uh, but the th- did, did you find that Tracy jumped them into a relationship without it blossoming? Yeah, but they I, were think, just I think it was in a relationship. Yeah, I think that they they were definitely just in a relationship, but my thought process is that I'm sure that there's more we just as the readers aren't present for it. Oh, we because, had to kind of read between the lines. Because they're, but, well, Flint isn't, but Jackson is kind of a very private person, so to respect his privacy, I would assume that maybe Flint wouldn't, you know. Yeah, it's just the, the way that they were written together, the only reason that I would know that they were in a relationship was because Grace said it. Yeah. They they don't interact as a couple. So that was making me think like either they have been a couple for so long that it's they don't need those PDAs, those those public displays, or they're not as much of a relationship that Grace thinks they are. Right. They they definitely came off as awkward, not very close. Um but Yeah, which is what happens when you have a new relationship and they're not quite used to touching each other in public and and especially for a new gay couple as well like jackson was not gay right well and and they just started like they've been friends for so long can you imagine like um in the dragon court bonus chapter there is the scene where um later in the story when grace and flint talk when they're at the curator's 
Um, and Flint does his, you know, the hardest part about loving a Vega, you know, discussion. Um, yeah. It actually, the Dragon Court bonus chapters talk about what Flint does after him and Grace talk. He goes up and, you know, he's kind of stewing about to talk to Jackson and um, he recalls, like, the first time that he realized that he, like, loved Jackson. And they were, like, 13 doing, like, a study session. And um, Jackson apparently, like, bent down to get, like, a bottle of water. And they had that, like, slow eye contact where they were about to kiss. <laughs> and then just... see. <laughs> and then Jackson just, like, didn't... He didn't make the move. And Flint, you know he kind of realized at that moment that, well, maybe, maybe this isn't real. And yeah, yeah, it was, I'm glad that she put that scene in there because it really does define the rest of their relationship as well. Um, so they go and they, they check on Makai. He's doing real bad. They've got a healer <laughs> who comes in and Just a little bit. Yeah. He's like a little skeleton. He's and, a little bit comery. Yeah. And, um, the little the um healer basically says like you can move him but <laughs> he we need to drug him yeah he's he does not have very long um so they drug him and then Jeff with 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 the full intention of taking him to the shadow realm as well yeah they're they're doing i was like this is crazy <laughs> like taking him like a little backpack <laughs> oh man jackson pick he fireman like carries him i'm like that is the worst possible way for you to carry someone who is frail and hurt like ba baby carry him don't carry him yeah. over your shoulder <laughs> you have the strength to the reason why firemen men lifts like exist is because it's an easiest way to carry someone no matter the weight right but when you're a vampire you can lift anything yeah that's i was just thinking about how uncomfortable poor Mackay probably was like all nah he was drugged he's he, fine yeah <laughs> so they um and then they they the grace and, J and hudson end up in the war room oh that's right don't they yeah yeah well that so they, that was yeah that's where they go into that's cyrus's office where it's all torn up okay yeah but she she meets the aunt and that's cousins right. of Hudson and Jackson, she realizes, oh, she's vying for her son to be the gargoyle king. No, the, the vampire king. And I'm like, I thought to be on the circle, you had to be a mated pair. That's true. So who was the mate? We don't know. Because there they was never referenced. So I was like, was this even a potential candidate or was it just all kind of like scaremongering? <laughs> right, right. I mean... We just need to get them married. How, to be to be fair, right? You could just get away with telling someone that you were mates. Yeah, there's no way to tell. How like, how how would they know? That's true. Like the only people that would know that you were mates would be yourself, maybe a witch. But they're vampires. They can just go, nah, you're not you're not doing a smell on me. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I was just kind of wondering whether that that nephew was genuinely put a potential for the throne well it was or not enough because that, he had to be me yeah it was mated it was enough that hudson was very concerned about it because yeah but i think that is hudson being a little bit of a dum-dum because he could have just dude where's your mate because it's his aunt 
I know some of the, some of those mother son relationships can get wild. Yeah, uh, grody. Um, so they get Mackay, and their first stop needs to be the witch's court, and they are hopefully because they need to ask a witch about the, the entrance that Jacon says. Yes, and um, Grace is also hoping that she'll see Macy. Um, mm-hmm. So they arrive. They are immediately greeted by Macy, and Macy has green hair. Um, she's like all gothed up and proper broody. Yeah, and her whole personality has changed. Yeah, which is huge red flags for me. Like that would be like something has happened. That's not just a, a change of character where they're a little bit sad. That's a I don't care anymore. Right. Like, have you been like, have you been assaulted? Like, why? This is a really. I, I, like, I, I don't care what fate of the world is, is, is there. Um, I would be immediately pulling my friend aside, going to a different room and going, what the fuck? Yeah, it's not the aesthetic, like the look, the change of her look isn't it. It's that Macy feels very much like she doesn't want to be touched now she doesn't want she's not really show expressing joy even seeing grace like she's not expressing the type of joy that she would have previously no and she she definitely seems to have this kind of sense of anarchy as well like she's very much like oh you want to see the queen okay that's fine let's go do the queen right like, and it's like, well, actually, like, what about, like, diplomacy and, like, bureaucracy? And, like, the last time that we went to the witch's court, there was a whole, like, procedure in order to go see the queen. And even then she said, fuck off. Like, <laughs> and, I'm, and you're just going to take us to her? Okay. Yeah, and it doesn't go well because um, they hop into a portal, jump right into the witch's court, and immediately start getting attacked. Uh, Eden gets turned into a Oh and Macy doesn't follow either. Yeah, she she decides to go last, like she assumes everything's going to be fine. Eden well, gets Well, see I we we don't know that yet. Like I genuinely oh. thought that she threw them in like ha ha. Ha ha. Gotcha. Which kind of adds to the worry that her character is a little bit lacking in judgment. No, right I didn't know. I didn't suspect that. I didn't like have any inkling that that she was you know, double crossing them. I thought that she figured that everything would be fine. Um, be- oh no, I didn't think that she was double crossing them. I just thought that she was. She'd suddenly turned a bit chaotic, like a, a bit more like there's no consequences to anything I do. Right, right. Which is what hap- what happens when you do go past the point of caring and you become a bit risk oriented. Yeah, uh, you, you're a bit carefree and just go, yeah, whatever happens, happens. And it's like, well, actually, that wasn't what Macy used to be like. Macy used to overthink and worry and Plan. ask constant questions. And it's like, all of a sudden, all of that Macy-ness has just gone. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, they, they get thrown into this room and all these spells are being thrown wide and crazy. <laughs> Jackson, who's still carrying Mackay has to suddenly save Makai from, like, spells and protect him. So he gets hit, and it becomes very, um, what's the word? Reminiscent? What's the word? Reminiscent? What's the word? Similar? (laughs) (laughs) To um, the trials in court, where, like, 
everyone gets like a little bit of a weird spell hit them. Yeah, I, I laughed so hard. So my, the funniest one, I love when, when bad situations get worse in a comical way. That's like the thing yeah. that makes me giggle. So Eden got... Like no one lost it. No one loses an arm or something. No. Nothing, none of them are serious. Eden gets hit with a spell. She turns into a gummy blob. But then she gets hit with another one that turns her into a snake, but she's still gummy. So she's a big gummy worm. (laughs) Flint is hit and is scooting around on his back for some reason. He's like, I can't even remember what happened to him, but I know that he was scooting around on his back, like using his legs to scoot himself across the floor. All of Hudson's (laughs) hair falls out. Which, the witch is crazy. It's so funny. <laughs> and Jackson just, he shrinks. He gets, yeah. He gets turned into a tiny little mouse. And meanwhile, Grace, because she's a gargoyle, she's to get hit by <laughs> Yeah, she's just standing there like, what the hell? What is going on? And then Macy just suddenly comes in through the portal and she's like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> she's like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so there, I mean, we'll, we'll skip all of the talking. Basically the reason that they needed to get there was to, um, learn more about getting to the shadow realm. Um, and we also find out about the two daughters, about the shadow queen's two daughters, and we kind of see how that tied to charm. So, Mm -hmm. Um, I I had seen a couple people who had asked, like, oh, do you have to have read Charm to understand Cherish? Absolutely. Yes. Um, But we learn about Lorelai, who is the daughter who has basically had, like, almost like her energy siphoned by the other uh, daughter of the Shadow Queen. And she's living kind of this half-life. She really isn't able to even leave the witch's court. She's just kind of stuck in... The, like a teenager's bedroom type. She she reminded me of you know you know the the children that have like all the autoimmune disorders where they have to kind of live in a bubble. Yeah, that's got that's kind of what she reminded me of. Frail. But she was and... very, but she was very upbeat about it because it was kind of like meeting a celebrity because she's lived in a bubble her entire life, hearing stories about Grace and Hudson. All of a sudden, she's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I'm finally meeting you." <laughs> yeah, she was so excited, and then when they explain to her like what they're trying to do, she's like, well, I don't know. I'm like, my mom isn't really, she's not a bad person. Yeah. So, but at this well, point- she has, she has memories. Of, she also has memories of her sister. And at no point does she kind of let on that her sister did it deliberately. Yeah. She just kind of was like, yeah, my sister kind of just ended up taking power from me. Um, but she does say that she has some Shadow Realm powers and that if they wanted to leave Makai with her, she would try to slow down the effects of the poison. And they're like, we've literally just met you. How can we trust you with his body? And he's like, he's not dead yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they said, like, how long do you think he has? And doesn't she give him, like two weeks or a week oh i think i think it was a week i think that and you know for only having like a week or two weeks however long it was their sense of urgency during this period is not the best their time management skills are not great (laughs) no no 
Um, but yeah, they, so they end up leaving him with Lorelai. After he feeds, kind of, he feeds from her. He like grabs he, he like grabs her wrist and is like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they, they kind of work out like a communication method as well. Like, but they realize like, well, okay, we can text her, but we can only text her when we're out of the shadow. <laughs> right. So it's uh, it's absolutely useless. Um, it's kind of like saying like, I'll text you when I'm on the flight. Right. But you have a finite amount of time before the airplane <laughs> goes before you, before you have no service. Yeah. So. I I love this this note that I made when they go to leave the witch's court. They've left Mackay. They're going to go, you know, now that they've got Lorelai's story kind of as something to leverage when they talk to the Shadow Queen. They're going to all jump into this portal to go into the Shadow Realm or the fountain, I guess, um, outside of the witch's court. Um, They decide that, you know, Heather, you're going to get a cab home you're going to take a take a flight. This is too dangerous for you. And I put in my notes, I wish Heather could have stayed and then dot, dot, dot. Oh, wait, because Heather <laughs> decides at the last minute when no one can do anything about it, she just jumps right in. Oh, yeah. Like, it's very much like Grace's, Grace has already arrived in the shadow realm and she turns around and she's like, Heather, what are you doing here? <laughs> she's like, whoopsie, you can't send me back now. <laughs> Lol. Yeah. I made a note that said, Heather is either going to save the day or sacrifice herself. I'm calling it now. <laughs> yeah. But we also have like um, some moments of sadness from Macy because she sees Eden and Heather flirting. Yeah, yeah. And then we see and we also like, see love triangle. <laughs> well, we also see Eden and Macy like when they find they're finally seeing each other again and we see Heather start to get upset as well. So, yeah, yep. there's there's a, yep. whole, a whole thing going on. I really I wasn't able to predict like what was going to happen there. I was I was very confused. No, me neither. Um, yeah, so anyway, they, they land right, just, just somehow, they land right by the farm. Yeah. That Hudson and Grace stayed at. Yeah. And like, what are the odds? Uh, yeah, it, it was, it was very perfect. And the whole time, you know, everybody, everybody is kind of like wondering why Hudson is looking so, like, antsy. Frantic. Yeah. Yeah. And... Only Grace knows it's because he's he's waiting for Smokey. He's waiting to see his little little kitty kit. Yes, his little his little baby, his little Smokey. And um, immediately when they get to the farm, they get whilst they're talking about all the food because they're like, well, it's like everything purple here. And she's like, yeah, but you could host some like some poos poos. And they're like, what the fuck is poos poos? <laughs> That's what it was like. Yeah. You you coming to the U.S. Oh yeah. But like you want yeah, like do you want <laughs> you want some chili spaghetti? Do I want what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you sound like you're making it up. <laughs> and coney dogs? You want a coney dog? But at the, yeah, but at the same time it's like is she having me on? Is is she taking the piss out of me? Or is it actually a real thing? <laughs> Go into the piggly wiggly. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have piggly wigglies. That's a southern thing. Piggly wig No, we don't have piggly wigglies. Um <laughs> 
I, yeah, I, guys, there's the, if, if for anybody who isn't American, there is a store like a like a like a a superstore called Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> now, and, uh, uh, just wild. So, um, when they get to the farm, they get just like attacked by Umbras, and at first, everybody's like, "No!" and is hitting them, and like, <laughs> but there's no su- isn't there? There's no substance to them. There's just this like puff. shadowy puff things. So they don't they don't get hurt. But Grace is like, "No, leave them. They're fine. Don't hurt them." Yeah, yeah. Um, and is, is it Mar- does Marilee come out first? Yeah, the the little girl. Yeah, which I love the name Marilee, but I suggested it to, to Scott, and he went like, "It sounds too much like celery." Oh my god, Marilee. Merrily, 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 merrily. So she is super stoked. She comes out of the house, sees Hudson, is very excited, does not remember Grace at all, has no, no. recollection. How offended would you be? I this whole thing made me uncomfortable. The way, yeah, Grace was like, you know, Hudson, you deserve the spotlight. But I would actually, I would be like, actually, I was here too. Um, my timeline uh, just got erased, but I, yeah. I, I helped because I'd helped. <laughs> I, I, I was a part. I was a part of it. Yeah, and then I think that I would also be like that. Consider like, do I do I not exist? I'm like touching myself. Like, am I real? Am I a figment of my own imagination? Have I been just floating around <laughs> this whole time? Not a real person. <laughs> Like, because every single person they meet from then on does not remember Grace. And I would feel, I would genuinely feel like, shit, do I, am I not real? Yeah. I would, man, it just, it makes you feel like, like that whole time frame was just like a waste if you, if you didn't. Yeah. Like the fucking gratitude, guys. Right. (laughs) Um, Um, And they they go to the farmhouse where she, she, she introduces them all to uh, the parents which I can't remember the names. Ernst and... And then they went, have you seen the Hudson Drive? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I is this where Grace refers to Hudson as Hudsy Wudsy? Because I like... Yeah. I was like, I, I thought that it was great that he became a Hudsy Wudsy after constantly Hudsy doing Wudsy. the Jaxy Waxy. Yeah. Jaxy Waxy um, and Hudsy Wudsy. And, and did, you, did you also get really confused by... Um, so they, they're eating and then they suddenly all get up and like, oh, they're here, they're here. And they chase people away from their garden, from their farm. Yeah. And it's because they're soil thieves. And I was like, what? Uh, yeah, yeah. And you, yeah, yeah. I, 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 get out of my crops. I thought that they were trying to steal like the, the vegetables, but they're like, no, they're trying to steal our soil. Everything is wonky. Like, so, so it's weird. They can't remember Grace. There is a weird shrine with a little statue of Hudson in the corner. And like everybody, everybody's like, uh, are these? Where did you even get this statue? Right. Are they going to like, are they going to like try to steal your skin? Like what, what even is this? Um, Yep. It's a little bit creepy. Just a little bit too, too fangirly. Yeah. But, um, Merrily pulls out her book bag and reveals that she has a little tiny 
baby Smokey because Smokey's uh, timeline it reset as well, right? And she just became yes. she just became. I mean, it's the same Smokey, but a baby. Which annoyed me because they remembered Smokey despite the fact that her timeline had started again, but they don't remember Grace. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? But Smokey clearly remembers Hudson. Yeah. And uh, the reunion was just so cute. Yeah. So cute. I was I was very happy that Yeah. That Smokey became of a key part of the story again cuz Smokey was my favorite character in charm. Um so and she still hates Grace. <laughs> and she does. She still chitters and chatters and gets pissed off. So Grace is like maybe she does remember me. It's like no, she just hates you. <laughs> <laughs> she hated you then, she hates you now. So then we get to <laughs> they get to the gates of um, yeah, they, well, they, they find out that the Shadow Queen doesn't have a particular place where she is. Nobody knows where she is. Yeah. Um, so they know that they need to draw her out of where she's hiding. So they're like, well, I know what we'll do is we'll go to the, the city and ask people their thoughts on how to bring her back. Like, yeah. Out. A, a, Adari, Adari, whatever it was. Yeah. But, but it's not called Adari anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they get they roll up and uh, they uh, open the gates and it says "Welcome to Vegaville." <laughs> yep. And I, I this is the part where I, w- I was I remember si- I was sitting outside on my patio and it was nighttime. I have like my patios all lit up and I just started audibly laughing and I think I laughed like through the next like five chapters um oh yeah no it just gets more and more ridiculous yeah so my my favorite thing is how jackson is reacting to it because like this is his last name too but it's about his brother who he has always been kind of sour towards like yeah he's like are you serious are y'all fucking with me right now? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Grace, Grace thinks it's, it's amazing because she's like, oh, finally my my Hudson is getting the recognition that he deserves. But also I have this slight little bit of power over him because I get to tease him about it. Because Hudson is, he's not that, well, I mean, how, how would you react if you walked into a town that had like a full on fucking shrine and... Dude, uh, I've had people like, recognize me in a grocery store from my YouTube channel when I've like not been prepared for it and fucking humble brag. Look at you go. I it is so <laughs> uncomfortable to be recognized in public in your sweatpants. <laughs> Man, and for the for everybody who's like podcast listeners, like I've I am a business coach and have a relatively large YouTube channel. So, it's very uncomfortable like when I am occasionally recognized in, without your makeup on, yes, the, in your sweatpants, oh God, because if I'm running to like the grocery store, like I am usually there to get in and get out as quickly as possible, and I am not dressed up. I am like disgusting, <laughs> and yeah, but um, so they they are looking around, and it's turned into like a tourist attraction. It reminds me of um, oh, in Shrek. Uh, yeah, welcome to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Vegaville. There's a gift shop, and they they're like, "Oh, we have got to go in here." Oh, the gift shop was genuinely one of my favorite scenes. I I laughed so damn hard. There were like T-shirts with Hudson, little statues. Yeah. 
I was really hoping that's like he had a Pez dispenser with his little bobble heads, <laughs> like little keyings and everything. Um, and everybody's just ridiculing Hudson this whole time. Um, there's even like little Hudson costumes as well. And I was like, what would even be in there? Like it would be just an Armani tux. <laughs> Knock off Armani. And like and a little like bouffant wig. <laughs> Just like well, maybe some fags. It reminds me. It reminds me of like w- the kids who would stand in line, like the little kids who went to go see the Twilight movie, and they'd be in like their little costumes. Yeah, L- like little Edwards and little tiny Bellas. Yeah, so cute. Yeah, no, I just I love that gift shop scene, and they they all come out, and Hudson just looking really pissed, and he turns around, <laughs> he sees Grace wearing a Mrs. Vega hat. <laughs> You know what, to me, this is this is merch opportunity. Tracy's like, let's make up some merch, and then someone will make this merch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It'll be in... Mrs. Vega hat. It'll be in Entangled Teens. Uh, we, could do, we could do one as our giveaway. That would be great. You, you do a Mrs. Vega hat. So... Yeah. That whole... Get, I love when things get, like, are bad, and then they get worse in a comical way. Mm-hmm. Um. They continue walking <laughs> and they're they 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 come across a giant statue in the middle of town <laughs> of a big naked Hudson who's well endowed who and and everybody's like, I can't stop looking at it. And poor Smokey pops out. Hey, wait, wait, no, wait. I I want you to remember the best quote of the entire movie, like I'm gonna say There's movie. so much the of it. <laughs> Flint, Flint whispers into um, Jackson says, "Still got think I got the better brother." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Damn!" Like, how big is he? Oh my goodness! I'm trying to. I'm like, I'm flipping. It was in direct rela- like it was in direct reference to the size of his junk. I, right. I loved it. I'm like trying to. I am. I'm actually. Sp- flipping through the book because you don't want to forget things i'm trying yeah i'm trying to find the 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 scene um <laughs> well they, they, they see okay. they, they notice that that, that smoky does goes a bit mental goes a bit wild and starts going oh it's just running around tearing across this field um chasing people who are having like picnics and things like that she's going crazy and people think oh god she's gone wild she's gone crazy um, but it turns out she she steals a picnic blanket from uh, from a couple that's hurt on the floor, and she's like gonna start running back to the fa- to the to the statue with this big blanket draping behind her, and she starts wrapping it around him like a little loincloth. <laughs> Oh, I found I found it. I found the seed. Um, Heather saying dignity. Heather saying it's just like right there. Just like <laughs> right there, Grace, really big and right there. <laughs> I've had a few men like that. <laughs> it just it leads it leads me to the question, like, is he just like full staff like right now? Or is it just is it I mean Oh, I don't know, but the thing is they've got they're gonna have the, the people who made that statue were going to have to have some part of like creative license. Like at no point did Hudson pose naked. No, no, they had to they had to use their imagination. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but how much of their imagination did they did they use? Like, did they go like, you know, like Michelangelo kind of like, we're going to be subtle and respectful to the size, <laughs> um, nice and honest. 
Or do they go like full on child's drawing of a penis? Right. <laughs> like <laughs> nice and veiny. Just but yeah. Uh, yeah. It just it was just uncomfortable. Oh. I, I, I think and, and I loved it. Smoky when she pops out and just like screeches like ah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like she's seen her dad naked statue. She's like no, <laughs> cover it up. <laughs> no. Oh god. So yeah, that's oh my goodness. And meanwhile, they the people in the town square have started to recognize who it is and they just start swarming. There. Yeah. Yeah. And Grace is like, oh. And it's like, if they if they started chanting, it wouldn't be weird. <laughs> like, this town has gone a bit crazy. Yeah. And you know what's funny is, like, Grace is just like, ah, he'll be fine. And they just go into yeah. the inn and get their room settled and leave poor Hudson yep. out there. Yeah. But basically, everybody only has the memory of Hudson saving the town. Yeah. Because he, he single-handedly saved the town. Yeah. At this, you know, at this point, maybe it would be, maybe it would be annoying. Like I would be, I would definitely want some of the credit if I was involved and everyone had just forgotten me. But at the same time, the idea of being like stormed and having. I would want to, I would want to know the story. I'm like, okay, so how, how did he do it all alone then, guys? Tell yeah. me, tell me everything. Tell me how because, he single-handedly um, saved the town. Yeah. Because as far as I remember, I was pretty much fucking big part of it. <laughs> um, but tell me, go on, tell me how, how he, he did it alone. Mm. And uh, yeah, like you surely because he he was there for a year and a half, maybe two years, a while, yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, so what what else did he get up to? Because a lot of the things that he did were kind of connected to me. Yeah. So did he see anyone? Who? <laughs> <laughs> I would just be fishing. Yeah, <laughs> fishing for deeds. So um, apparently one of their favorite places that we didn't hear about in Charm, but there was an art warehouse where... Which was so cool. Yeah. I was like, oh, damn, I don't remember this. And I was like, oh, no, I, re- I don't remember this for a reason. It was just not written in. Yeah. In Charm, apparently there is like a, a cool art warehouse that has lots of art supplies and sculpting supplies where the citizens can come and just use the supplies. Um, And Grace decides to take everybody there to, there's like a graffiti garden and everybody gets to use spray paint and um, spray paint on the walls. But Grace uses that as an opportunity to try to like talk to Macy and Macy immediately shuts her down. Like, yes, will not talk to her. And Grace is like, okay, like no biggie. It's cool. Yeah. That's like the first time that Macy has ever done that. Yep. Um, and also there's, there's a bit where they've, they found like all these paintings of Hudson. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's one just kind of stood there and it's like, they, they start like ripping into it. And um, I think they realized that eventually that Grace had done it. And it was the one thing that had remained. Which is weird. From her timeline. But she never investigates it. Yeah, we don't even really She's care much like, more about that. Like, what if it was a porky? Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one thing that, like, genuinely the one thing that was left over from when she was there, and she doesn't go, well, that's a little bit weird. Yeah. Macy, could you uh, witchy-witchy-woo-woo and uh, find out what the fuck is this? Macy just wiggles her fingers and goes, witchy-witchy-woo-woo. 
And she's like, it turns out if you touch it, you become a gazillionaire. You're like, whoa. You never would have known. Because you find out the lottery numbers for next week. <laughs> I'm like, damn. <laughs> um, uh, they leave yeah. here. They leave the warehouse, and this is where they see all the little tweens, and they're all, yeah. They're when do they, when do they meet the show manager? Uh, they did that when they first arrived after the gift shop. The guy he was trying to get them to. Like, we need a concert, guys. And they, they, yeah. Hudson just dismissed him immediately. But he was, yeah. yeah little guy was trying to get him to do a con- another concert. Um, and I think I think Grace was like, should have like, I, I played the triangle too. Yeah, I was, I was, <laughs> I helped. <laughs> but I thought that the tweens that were all dressed up like little little Hudsons and little Graces, I was yeah. I was put off because there were there was also a little Jackson and a little Flint and and my thought is like where did they they they, they this group just arrived how did yep. how did they get costumes so fast I don't know but the yeah. Very cute. They clearly, they, they clearly like. Oh my god, the the boy band has arrived. We we better get outfits for them all. Yeah. Um, no. They did decide to go ahead and do a concert though, because they thought that it would be a great way to lure out the Shadow Queen. Um, so, and then they have this, and, and Hudson only says that he'll do it if Jackson also helps. Yeah, and I love this because Jackson at first he was like, wait, wait, wait. But then Jackson starts, he starts like uh, leaning into it. Yeah, I think that it kind of helps to, it helps him to come out of his shell a little bit. Um, yeah. The Vega brothers. The Vega brothers. Like the Jonas brothers. Yeah. Just like the Jonas brothers. <laughs> Which in reality, um, a massive stadium style concert with uh, Hudson doing cover songs and Jackson playing drums does not a concert make. Um, but no, no, it does not. <laughs> um, I, I'm just saying that they should have had little baby Smokey on stage with some ribbons just dancing. Like, just or, like <laughs> little ribbon, little ribbon gymnastics would have been super cute. Um, and I love, I love that Hudson introduces Jackson on stage as the hair. Be- yes. Because that's what Jessica called Edward in Breaking Dawn during her wedding or during the wedding yeah. speech. <laughs> yeah. No, I, just, I, I loved everything up until this point where just it was, it was sweet and innocent. It was a bit jokey. There was like a lot of like hide parts of it. Um, First time Jackson the, ever the, plays the, drums. We never hear yeah, him play like, drums. <laughs> The, the stresses were like normal life stresses. Like, oh, what if I can't perform? Yeah. Um, like, what what if I, like, a stage fright? Like, I'm scared of going on. What I don't want to let them down and things like that. And I was like, I think you've forgotten the reason why we're doing this concert. <laughs> I was actually really bummed out when the concert got interrupted. I was like, man, I was having fun. Yeah. They knew that it was going to immediately happen. Like, they prepared for it and yet were still shocked when it happened. Yeah, I know. And they, I mean, they were brutally, though, taken down. Like, they... Yeah. And it's so embarrassing because they were all in like Grace is in like a a Vega Brothers shirt and her Mrs. <laughs> Vega hat. And I'm just like, these are the yeah. worst ap- worst ever outfits to wear to prison. <laughs> I'd I'd like to think that like Hudson is wearing like some Elton John style <laughs> thing remnant from when um the 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 mayor <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Jackson's just str- a little like Jackson Saturday Night Live. 
Jackson's all like gothed out, like the lead singer in Night Inch Nails, and then Hudson <laughs> is just flamboyant. It's like Saturday Night Fever, not Saturday Night Live. <laughs> but yeah, it's like just proper like disco style oh. with a little disco ball. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they, they like then there's like it's quite comical, but in a really traumatic way because they are all bound, gagged, and then have a bag put over their head. Yeah, or they blindfolded, but like magically. Yeah. And and they're being um, transported in some type of vehicle, and they're all just kind of yeah. like bumping into each other. And Grace falls into Jackson's lap, and the only reason that she knows that is because he smells like Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, ah, shit. And, she, it, and if she can smell him, he can definitely smell who landed in his lap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, they're they're all trying to recognize each other from their like muffles. And no one's doing a very good job of it. And it's very kind of like, (laughs) I definitely, I definitely didn't think it was going to be as quick um, getting to the shadow queen. Like it it took no time at all. Like they, it was like they were being treated like prisoners and then like, bam, there, here's queen. Like, oh, here's a buffet set out. Like, well, I also thought it was really funny that all the guards were being fucking dicks to them. Um, Like, (laughs) Like, oh, like, you need to stand in line. And they're all just like, dude, we're blindfolded, gagged and bound. We don't know where the fucking line is. And how are we supposed to get in line if we can't see? And it's just, he keeps repeating it. And I think the Shadow Queen comes out and she's like, well, maybe the reason why they're not in a fucking line is because they can't see, you dumbhead. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, oh, actually, I quite like her. I like her already. Yeah. She's a no-nonsense bitch. I, I... So they go in and explain the whole uh, situation, and uh, she she's angry. My God, she made me angry. But but I when okay. Another another part that made me giggle was when they finally brought up Lorelai because they had literally just seen her other daughter. Yeah, when she she's like she don't don't say my daughter's name. How dare you bring her name into my kingdom? And I, I put it like all caps because all I could think about was Will Smith. Keep my daughter's name out your fucking mouth. Fucking mouth, you bitch. <laughs> Slap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they strike a deal. Um, basically that... Which is a shitty deal because there were so many fucking loopholes for the Shadow Queen and none for Grace. Yeah. they They strike a deal that... Grace is going to separate the two daughters. Um, and she doesn't know how she's going to do that. Yeah, has no idea how but she's, she's going to do it. She's just going to do it, though. But she's going to do it, though. She's bargaining everybody's lives on it. Yeah, she's going to separate. And she's like, yeah, I can, I can do that. Definitely can do that. Separate the daughters in return for saving Makai. Um, it, it's just... I don't know. And this this queen hasn't this queen has absolutely no vested interest in Makai. Like none. Why would she do anything for him? A stranger. The only reason that she's she, like the only reason that she is doing it for her is because they've mentioned Lorelai. She didn't even really act like she believes it, but then she kind of like I don't know, she kind Well, I think she she's she's at the end of her like her attempts at trying, isn't she really? She's it out of ideas, yeah. Yeah. Um, and we do see the other sister walk through, who is a fucking bitch. Yeah. Like, the I've, way that she speaks to the mum is quite rude. 
as far as I remember. Yeah, it was she she was excited to have like a movie night with the mom and then like she like throws the popcorn down on the ground. Yeah, she pop a stroppy. But maybe it's more like maybe it's more that her mom has been endlessly trying like again that's a common trope, you know, endlessly trying to achieve Reach a goal. The door she doesn't have yeah, for, and, and ignoring the one she does have. Exactly. That's how I read it. Like, yes, the, the daughter did overreact and she was, a, you know, she was an absolute brat, like through a, a temper tantrum. But maybe it was like my mom has been trying like all this time to do something that she has failed at all these times. And she's literally she, you're back at this again. Like, you're dangling her carrot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so so she gives them a way to she gives them like a deadline, which they already have a deadline. So she has a deadline within a deadline to bring back the cure for the separation, which they know as being the Jew, the Jew, Jew of the of the celestial Jew, celestial Jew, right? So she that, that's how she remembers. That's how she knows that she's going to get them apart. Um, so yeah, she, there's like the, the Jew of the Celestials or the Celestial Jew, and she's like, "Yeah, I can do that." She has absolutely no fucking idea, yeah, how to get there. Some bittersweet tree that, yeah, she's just some like gotta gotta meet someone the curator. Also, she's also getting some cryptic texts from Remy the whole time. He's like, "I'll be there when I need to be there." Yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, thanks. So, um, the and uh, yeah, they um the, they have to go back to the city where they meet with the chupacabra who is going to take polo yeah polo who's going to take them to um basically to to a bootleggers a smuggler smuggler's cove yeah now what confused me is i had it in my head for some reason that he was a chupacabra the whole time because they just keep referring to him as a chupacabra so i just like pictured like him looking like a like a strange wolfy looking thing yeah but then he transformed into like a terrifying like have you have you watched suicide squad i haven't oh there's there's a character in it called the weasel mm -hmm. and, that, and that's what i think he looks like just like some really bad taxidermied ferret <laughs> that's what <laughs> I think he looks like there was nothing about him looking like a human though, and then transforming later. But then, but then, like I, I think that I just kind of assumed that when they say chupacabra, they're kind of like saying, "Oh, and a werewolf stood in front of me, not in its wolf form, but there was a werewolf stood in front of me." And the only reason I knew it was a werewolf because I could smell him as a werewolf. So you did see kind him as having like a human form. Yeah, but then I think that that was just like he wasn't really mentioned a lot in Charm. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't really like worry about it, but then I just assumed that he was in human form because they were having conversations with him, and he was the one thing that like didn't quite make sense as to why he was in the town. Everybody else was purple, and and stuff like that. And they're like, "What? Who is the one person that's like a little bit weird?" And they were like, "Polo, the chupacabra is a little bit weird." Um, and the reason why they deduct this is that Grace suddenly thinks about how in the painting warehouse. That the colours weren't all just purple. Yeah. And I was like, genius. I didn't even pick that up. 
Like at no point when they were walking through, I was like, oh man, that must have been a really boring art gallery because everything must have just been purple. Like I still saw it as a normal art gallery, but at no point I go, oh wait, where did the other colours come from? And the spray paint that they played with. Yep. Um, And they go through loads of different like trials to try and find out who this person is. And they end up going back to the bakery that Grace first one worked at as a disaster because they realized that the tables out the front are blue but they realized that the lady that she worked for her timeline got reset and she was now a baby (laughs) Uh, yeah i and they were all worried that something happened to her it was just really funny watching Hudson come back to the table after he'd been like fangirled on but yeah she was like oh did you find i don't can't remember her name did you find Susan? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, and she was like, oh, how was she? He was like, dribbly. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, did she have like a stroke or something? <laughs> she's like, he's like, she's a baby. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they work out eventually that Polo is like the smuggler of things. But he's very adamant that the way he travels in and out is so dangerous and he is the only one that survives it but at no point did they question him why yeah he's like don't get eaten like what no like what by eaten by what tell me like what is it gonna be like he at no point did did he ask can anybody not swim i feel like that would have been a good question right right and did you because it is just she's a fucking rock did you catch? So they they all with wings. They they all jump into this hole. Um, yeah. Grace t- thinks that oh, I'll turn into a gargoyle, and that'll help. And she ends up just <laughs> sinking, sinking like a rock. Yep. And has to like propel herself back out of the water. Um, but yep. Did you notice? You know, she's like, oh, I don't need to worry about Heather. She's pretty much in her element in anything water. I was like, oh, where crab? Crab, 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 crab. Crab. Uh, I was also really annoyed by the way that everybody clearly found swimming quite easy, but the girl who lived in San Diego <laughs> just chugging along. Struggled a little bit. Struggled a little bit. And at no point did Hudson just go like, get on my back, spider monkey. <laughs> get on my back, spider crab. <laughs> spider <laughs> Um, yeah, like they all just kind of left her behind, ended up on this island and they were like, wait, swim, swim. And I was like, you all left her. <laughs> like, what were you expecting? Um, turns out there were big like angler fishy kind of thingies in the water. That just Polo never kind of really mentioned. Mentioned. <laughs> mentioned. <laughs> Um, eventually, like, Grace does get bitten, um, but she manages to fly the, the rest of the way. Meanwhile, Hudson is swimming towards her and hasn't noticed that she's kind of fine now. Yeah. And then when I drew, I was like, was there not, like, an overlap where Hudson went, wait a minute, she's fine, I'll swim back. Right. <laughs> also, why hasn't Jackson at any point just gone, oh yeah, there's no powers, are there? They have no powers currently. Because they're technically still in the shadow realm, are they? Because she turns into a gargoyle. Oh no, she can turn into a yeah, gargoyle. but she can turn into a gargoyle. But when Hudson was there, he had his vampire powers, but he didn't have his gifts. Got it. 
But I was like, why didn't Jackson just lift her out of the water? Did, but then if he didn't have any powers, then he didn't have any powers. I don't know. Were they technically... Because st- this is when they're going to Athens. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, they eventually get out of the cave and then Polo's like, got it. Next time I bring someone, just tell them to swim fast. And he's like, you're dick. <laughs> dick. So... There are, three pe- there are three people in that group that could have landed in the water and then immediately flew. And he could but have said anything like, hey, before you hit the water, make sure that those who can fly got their wings fly. out. Yeah. Yeah. But no, he was shit. He was a shit guide. I think he was sat there just wanting a little bit of chaos. Yeah. Uh, but it, do you know what made me think? <laughs> all I had in my head was <laughs> he was looking out into the water like, where's Grace? Where's Grace? And all she needed to go was, Marco. <laughs> Polo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm choking. So here's my here's my next big beef. Okay, they get to Athens to well because they 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 have a pin sent to them by Remy out of the fucking blue. <laughs> yeah, the moment he's like, this is where you need to go. <laughs> right now, the moment uh, that they get you know out of the water and realize that the that their phones work, Grace doesn't text Lorelai. <laughs> it's like how long has it been yeah she could have gone like it's been a day right <laughs> like oh <laughs> but no like at no point does she go like actually i remember that timelines change a little bit she also did kind of work out okay so if the shadow queen has given me two days that equates to this many days outside she doesn't do any of that maths yeah she just goes, oh, yeah, two days, that'll be fine. She probably arrived a little bit earlier than she needed. <laughs> they also didn't say goodbye to Smokey. Like, they just left. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, they left Smokey at the inn and did not... I don't know. I was... I, I would have prioritized saying goodbye to basically my baby. Yeah. Um. So... They find the curator in these, you know, it's like runes, but then they kind of walk around and the... the Grace notices, she recognizes the muses, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. And the, the air kind of shimmers and it's almost like a hidden in plain sight thing. Yeah. And then the curator's like, I've been waiting for you. The curator's <laughs> like a young girl. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, invites them to brunch, which is slightly weird. But keeps putting them keeps putting them off, and she's like, "Enjoy, enjoy the area. Just don't go up it on my, you know, second floor. Second floor is mine. Have fun." And she just like disappears. So first day that they're there, Grace decides to go on a walk outside and look at all the different muses, and that's where she finds Flint outside, and she has a little chat with him. Um, and he also this because she's already talked to Jackson and Jackson his voice that he's thinking about leaving Flint. This is the mm-hmm. part where Flint starts kind of you know voicing that he doesn't think that things are going to work with Jackson, and he does the you know the hardest part about loving a Vega is that they think that they're the only ones who have to sacrifice everything. And this yeah. this part to me was really really it was sad because he was kind of. He wasn't sad. He he was like, "Come sit with Uncle Flint," you know. 
Yeah, like he was just like, I, I'm your gay best friend and I, I need a a chat. Yeah, because they're both with Vegas, you know. Yeah, and I and I I also think that there was this conversation where he he's like, I I love him, but there is a certain point in a relationship where you have to call it if the other one doesn't love you back in the same way, because all you're gonna get is hurt. Yeah, and it's not even that like it, Jackson clearly doesn't love him. It's just that he's not showing it. And when they when in the bonus chapter, Flint goes back upstairs. And starts packing, like, his stuff to go move to a different room because him and Jackson were in the same room. And Jackson, like, starts to be like, wait, you know, don't go. But then doesn't bridge the gap and actually... Yeah. And then Flint's like, well, you obviously don't want me here. And then he leaves um, because Jackson mm-hmm. won't take the next... That last step. Exactly. Exactly. Which is, which is like a, a mirror image of... Well, not marriage. A carbon copy of what happened when they were 13, 14. Exactly. And I mean, his personality is a little standoffish in his relationship with Grace as well. It just kind of seems to be like something that he hasn't overcome yet. Yeah. So. Um, But yeah, so then they go go for breakfast. I think so, yeah. Yeah, and they're kind of expecting the curator to be there because she kind of was very adamant what time breakfast was. Um, and they eat and then they realize, oh, the curate is not coming. We need to go find her. Well, the one place she's going to be is on her, like her level or her floor. Um, so it's like, well, let's go find, let's go get her. And it's like, well, what if she's doing something private in her bedchambers? Like maybe only the girls should go up. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, and the guys are like, yeah, good call, good call. (laughs) Um, so Grace, Macy and Eden go upstairs and just kind of open the door, <laughs> open the door to this this what they're expecting to be a bedroom, and they're immediately oh no they they get like a bookcase don't they, mm-hmm. and they're like trying to fiddle with loads of different things to try and work out what the magical item is that flips the lever to for them to turn around, and um, they're immediately like met with this bitchy like get out i told you that you weren't supposed to come in here i'm busy and they're like but we need to know where to go because you're standing in the way of makai being safe and she's like makai's fine get out (laughs) and they're like fuck you so then they try the bookcase again and then they're very adamant about staying in there and um they they walk in and this is probably the one of the coolest kind of descriptions of like a celestial being's power yeah and job like i was like oh thank god like something's like modernized in the way that they're ruling and the way that they're doing their job their their task um they walk into a room that is just full of monitors of like tvs that are depicting things that are happening in real time around the world and the curator is sat there like compiling this timeline of events of things that are like important events that are happening around the world and um they think they then realize why her time is so important is because she can't step away for even a minute and they're having this conversation with her and she's actually replying quite easily for what her what the job is i would be like no i shut up i'm trying to concentrate right (laughs) um and um they they ask her like well, like so how do you know that Makai is fine and she shows them a monitor where he is fine, so she can obviously see that he is fine. She's like if he wasn't if he was about to die he would come up on the screen as an important event, 
And they're like, oh, okay. So they start asking questions and she's still being really shirty about it. She's like, oh, do me a favor, go get me another notebook. Because <laughs> she's filled this one she's, she's got. And they go into another room where it is filled with journals from the thousands of years that she's been doing her job. Oh. And I'm like, woman, if you've been handwriting the entire time, you've got to get like text to speak. Oh, no kidding. She only gets like, what, an hour a day? One of the muses will come to life and come in and do it for her so she can. Yeah. But that's it. So Grace has this brilliant idea. She's like, well, what if we'll trade you? Yeah, we'll give you a break. And, you know, all of us, if we all pull together, it it won't be as hard. And you can go, you know, do whatever. You can go enjoy yourself. Um, Yeah. And I mean, she's just like, oh, okay. I've never been offered this before. She's like, don't miss anything important, though. (laughs) And she's like, even if you write it down and it's not important, that's better than not writing down something that is important. And only use these pens. Yeah, and it was really funny that she was like, I'll go back over your notes. And it's like, when are you going to have fucking time? Right? (laughs) Like, you're going to go back up the stuff that's backed up. Whilst things are still happening in the world, I don't understand. But yeah, so she she leaves and immediately Grace, me, uh, Eden and, and Macy are like, fuck. Because everything is happening so fast. And you can feel the stress levels in the room getting higher and higher and higher as they realise just how taxing this job is. Yeah. Of having to be constantly aware of things going on. But at no point did they go, okay, like what you what we need to do is we need to focus on certain monitors each. Or one person is the call out of like G2 <laughs> like like a like a battleship coordinates of the the monitor that is displaying the most important events. Like no no one's kind of strategizing about it. They're just like <laughs> you know writing everything <laughs> down. I feel like I feel because Tracy always, when she writes, she connects things to her real life. Um, you know, she she always talks about how, like, for example, being like in, in Crush, I think she wrote during quarantine. Um, the dragon. Which was very locked, lockdown esque, isn't it? Yeah, the dragon boneyard, she wrote that part. Um, when oh somebody passed away it wasn't her mother because her mother passed away when she was writing the last book but um you know she really tries to connect parts of the story to her life just in an abstract way and this feels very much like what the news in the u.s was like especially like during covid and the elections and like you 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 almost felt like the world was going to end if you, and you didn't know which bits were relevant. Exactly. And it was very, I mean, it was it was anxiety inducing to be alive, you know, watching the news. And and, and that was just for your country, though. I wasn't watching anything else was going on. Like there, there was like yeah. things like the turkey, a turkey farm exploded. And we were oh. like, why is that relevant? And things like that. And it's like, uh, do you, it's November. It's November, guys. Yeah, <laughs> that was when, when uh, Jackson and Hudson and Flint came to try to help. And Flint was... Re- well, there's this 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 moment that that grace is like trying to text the guys to come to help or at least relieve them for a bit and she can't get her phone like every time she reaches for it something else happens or it falls on the floor or she can't text out anything and eventually they're just like here do you you want a snack (laughs) that's what at the door and it's like yes 
Yeah. That, they knew we needed help. That's what my life feels like so frequently. Even planning a podcast, like, I felt like that. Yeah. And I, I just think, I, like, I can just imagine the three boys kind of turning up, looking through the door and going, well, damn. Because they would have just kind of stared for a while, but the girls are so absorbed in what they're doing that they're not going to notice three figures in the door. Yeah. Which shows how much the curator was aware of her surroundings. Like her job had become a little bit more of a, a uh, an automatic thing. Um, but yeah, they and instead of going, do you need help? They went, what we'll do is we'll go get some food first. <laughs> and because girls be hangry. Man, the, the whole, that whole part, you know, I mean, while the girls are having like a breakdown and then Flint trying to help, like really thinking he's contributing and pointing to the different screens. And yeah, he's like a little like turkey farm, turkey farm. Like, what is important about a turkey farm? It's Thanksgiving. <laughs> and then finally, Hudson has taken Heather's place because Heather is literally having like an absolute mental breakdown so he out of body experience hudson takes her place and flint is trying to get hudson to write down about like a restaurant chain that's getting yeah. shut down and hudson is ignoring him he's like yeah i i got it i got it and flint's like do you but did you get this it doesn't look like you got it what's the name of the restaurant <laughs> yeah and then finally hudson like actually explodes on flint like yeah I mean, I, I, and then I, I feel, I feel so sorry for Flint at that moment because he, he goes, "I'm just trying to help," and at no point is that I have been that person in so many scenarios. Yes. I have been the lemon, where you think you're, you really do think that you're doing your best to help, and then you realize all at once that you're just getting in the way, and it's like, oh, I thought I was. Helping. But also, there's yeah, but also there's so many hands on the job that's currently been doing. You're just like, why am I here? I still want to be useful. I still want to be helpful, but I am just fucking stood in a corner watching you guys. Yeah. Um, and I've been the lemon in so many times. And particularly now that I'm pregnant as well, with when it comes to like heavy lifting um, and, and like being out in the sun and things like that, like I feel so useless. And I can, I can so sympathize with Flint in that moment because there's all for that kind of feeling like a lemon, still trying your best, but being told off. Yeah. By a peer as well. He's not his superior. He's not his boss. He's not somebody who is above him in any way, shape or form. He is the same level as him. And he turns around and levels him to the floor for just trying to help. And even, Gra uh, even oh. Grace was like, "What, Flint, come over here and help me. It's like, we'll, we'll cover these monitors. Yeah. And he seems like excited to do that. Like, oh, I'm finally yeah. useful. Yeah. Yeah, but like I like yeah, I just I feel so sorry for him because it's like well, he actually he wanted to be there and he did it with so much energy as well when everybody else was kind of flagging and maybe that was also an irritant to the group because they were like oh my god stop you're you're so hyper and I know why my my energy levels are rock bottom right now um, but yeah they they take turns a lot until the curator comes back and she, um, no they don't they they spot her on one of the monitors at a concert. With Jacon. <laughs> oh. Mm. Was, was it... 
It was it was it one one direction was it Harry Styles it was it was some it was something I don't think it was I don't think it was one direction I can't remember I can't remember who it was it was it was it was it, I think it was a big band and they were just like the motherfucker and I was like yeah but what would you do if you had a couple of hours of a holiday like you can't just go anywhere yeah you you would you you would pick like a thing that would only last a few hours. Um, but it was just really funny that they saw her on there because it was like, clearly like the monitor went, here you go. Oh, and the entire time they also said that the only reason that they would do the job, the like their caveat to doing the task would be that one of the monitors would always be on Mackay no matter what, so that they would always be ready yeah. for it, um, which was nice. But at the same time, they're in the real world. And so at any point, one of them could just text Lorelai, like, how's he doing? I think seeing him would be better, though. I don't know because at the same time you're you're watching paint dry. You're right. watching someone almost not die. Yeah. Uh, especially as they're not actually as close to the week deadline as the, as they could be. Um. But yeah. Um. So I think they do text Lorelai at some point, and she's like, um, like hurry. Yeah. Yeah. This is, and the they're like, oh damn. Th- and this is the point when, um, when Remy comes back into the story. Um, which I was very relieved to finally have Remy back. The cure, the cur- when the curator comes back, um, and she's like, "Here's how to get there." Blah 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 blah. Yeah, and and Remy, Remy comes to kind of help. Um, is it Remy who opens the next portal? Yeah, so the only reason that Remy didn't help up until that point, until the the map pin, was because it all based on decisions. So he was like, at at any point it could go either way. Whereas he knew exactly where the curator was because she had decided where she was. They go to the curators, but he couldn't say that he would be there waiting for them when the curator had given them the location because it all hinged upon the curator giving them the answer based on being convinced yeah um so yeah he he was waiting essentially he was like I, there's no point me joining you if the, the future is not certain um so yeah the curator gives them the location and um they they then meet up with remy and remy gives them a portal to where the celestials are <laughs> and they walk through this portal and i have never seen something derail so fast so so fast because it was like oh Um, look a bear a a a big cuddly bear and (laughs) the bear runs off it's like yep okay no biggie Mm -hmm. they we gotta find a tree and they're in a like a ravine with a waterfall and lots of trees full of trees (laughs) they gotta find one specific tree but uh I, I've never seen Grace not be Grace for so long. Yeah. At no point did she question, am I even allowed to just take this stuff? Should I not question the bees? Do I not even talk to the bees? Do I talk to the bear? Like, at no point does she do anything. She's just like, yeah, we just take it. It's fine. Yeah. And Hud- or, uh, Jackson and it, tries and to it, grab it, right? He yeah. reaches out to grab a honeycomb and just like starts moving in slow mo. Um, yep, which is funny until it's not funny. Yeah, she f- because it's kind of like a potion. Like, oh, this is really funny. And then you see the bees coming towards him, and there's no way of him getting away from it. 
Grace does snatch a little bit of the honey in a vial. Um, yes. And stows that in her pocket. But if you touch the honey, you start moving slow. So he's moving slow. Who else? Who, somebody else touched the honey and started moving slow. Jackson, I think. Yeah, it was Jackson and someone else, I thought. Because oh, he, he Flint. gets Flint. Flint tries to, but he he then starts to transform into his dragon. But he does it so slowly that it's like watching his bones break individually. Yeah. Um, and then Remy just gets attacked by the bees, like, full stop. Um, it literally is just Grace left. Like, everybody is hurt. Like, really hurt. And then the bear comes um, back and starts, like, mauling them. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Grace, like, you've not thought about this at all. And do you know what? The one thing that was coming through the entire time during this fight was she was supposed to go under the orders of the Bloodletter and the Witch Queen to go and get help from the Celestials to join their war. And she just went and took the bee. She took the bee honey. And at no point did, also, at no point did she thought, can bees fight for us? Yes, they fucking can. Yeah. Jesus Christ, they would murder everyone. But at no point did she think to kind of do it diplomatically or like a queen. She just went, ah, this is mine. I'll take it. Yeah, she, I mean. She, when When has taking honey comb from a beehive ever been successful and peaceful? Right, right. I mean, she let alone them being like godly bees. She's god, god bees. She's very positive that like her friends are dead. Like they are laying around, not moving anymore. Um, mm -hmm. And thankfully, Remy is. Well, she she thinks that Hudson's dead. Hud like Hudson is dead, dead. Yeah, yeah. She's she thinks that. I mean, this is the end. And thankfully, Remy's able to come through, um, and use his power to basically poof them to the one place that is the most familiar to him which is the pr wait 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 what so because there's a there's a bit where the bear is literally pummeling her and then grace suddenly has this spurt of intelligence which is just suddenly why why did it take her so long she's like wait a minute i'm supposed to go get celestial dew since when is dew honey that's right. And then had the had the fucking brainwave to go, oh, maybe I should collect the actual fucking dew before we leave or I die. Right, the water from so, the... So, yeah. Um, well, yeah, so she, she tries to get, like, a vial of, like, the runoff from where the bear cleaned himself. Yeah. Um, and I was like, but even that is a stretch to be dew. Right? She could have been wrong this whole time. Yeah, like, I was like, at no point were you smart about this. And, uh, yeah, she thinks that Hudson is dead and goes kind of atomic. Angry. Yeah. Screaming. Um, like, she, she, she angry. She, she's, because she tries to find his, um, his, uh, the, mating the, bond. the string. Yeah, and it's really not the... And oh, oh Grace, it does, uh, at no point is she doing anything intelligent. She's doing everything as a knee-jerk reaction. And no, not one of her friends, who were all quite critical thinking people, went, this is wrong. And and I do remember, like I, th well, I think it was when Hudson was climbing the tree. I think that somebody did say, can we just take it? And no one went, you're right. Maybe this isn't a good idea. Hold up. 
yeah, hold up a minute. Let, let's think about this. Like, we we should probably do this in the right way. It's like, Celestial... And, and at every single point where they've spoken to somebody about the Celestials, they will say, the Celestials will fuck you up. They're just... Yeah, and they just come in and they're like, oh, yeah. We'll take you, honey. Which isn't due at all. That was my thing. I was like, honey isn't due. No. And they didn't they find out that the bear is a soul eater? Yeah. Because he's going around, like, eating things. And I'm like, you, why are you not fucking with the bear? Why? Look, he was scared of you when you first arrived. Now you have the honey, and he is trying to specifically kill you. Do you not think that there is something wrong here? But yeah. So then Remy just goes, I'll take you somewhere that I feel safe. <laughs> and it's literally the worst, worst place he could have taken Worst him. place. Worst place ever. And they end up back in the Ethereum. Yeah. I was, this part, this part frustrated me so bad. Like the crone shows up and <laughs> she's like, I have you in my sets. Give me the dude. read where I want you. <laughs> and she, she doesn't even give me the dude. She just fucking takes it. There's, there's no way that, that Grace can argue with her. She's just like, thank you. I'll take that. Why didn't Grace give the crone the honey? It would have just made her move super slow. She could have. Oh, also there was, there was a point where, um, they're obviously still really, really injured. And the crone is so, like, germophobic <laughs> and frustrated by them. She just heals them. Not because of compassion. She's like, ew, but because of, you're gross. It's just, you're disgusting me. I'm just going to just fix you up because, ew. I'm like, well, kind of, no, she, no, no problem. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they're, they're, stuck in, they're stuck in the prison. R- the room where uh, Remy grew up. Because there's a little doodle right. of a manticore, like <laughs> before he'd met her, it was, um, and um, they they then hear that the crone is kind of leaving and goes, um, well, as soon as uh, you've landed in like the perfect place, I'm just gonna finish it, and then like kind of clicks her fingers, and all of the cells unlock. And they're like, oh shit. Well, didn't they didn't they all like start to like fall like it didn't they all like do the chamber? Like everybody Yes, yes, they did. Yeah, everybody just like fell down at once. And she's like, they're <laughs> gonna be in the chamber forever. Yeah. <laughs> Sleep sleeping beauty, straight up. But yeah, and then obviously Grace and Remy are fine because they always are. Um, and uh, instead of Grace going like, oh, I know what I'll do is I'll go into their dreamscapes and save every single one of them like I did with Hudson. She just went, Remy, you remember once that your father gave you the power to level this prison? Why don't you do it? Yeah, just go ahead and do that now. Just, just, whilst we're still in it. My, why didn't they give, oh my God, if Grace would have given the crown the honey instead of the dew, it would have made her move super duper slow and then they could have just <laughs> crushed her while they brought the prison down. Yep. <sighs> oh, well. Yep. But um, Remy's able to bring the prison down and... Everybody escapes, which is kind of concerning because. But he, but he doesn't. He also he loses his power. He can't find his power again. Yeah, he once he uses he uses everything. He expends it all. Doesn't he say he'll get it back though? Yeah, but I think that's like a kind of like weird like future sight thing, not a like 
it'll recharge. Like, yeah, it's very much like a, uh, it's going to come back. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we find out through all of this that um, Jikin, Jikan, he was in love with the blood letter. Still is. And still is. And that's where the awkwardness was. It's almost like even when he was like over at like their apartment, I think that it's very much like he he's in love with her, but he also respects her enough that And Alistair. Yeah. Like he he's very much like very comfortable, like going into their house, making himself food, like it's you can tell that he's very comfortable, but he is in love with her. But we also find out she's the one who created the Shadow Realm after the mm-hmm. Shadow Queen killed her child. And it's like, whoa, well, yeah, that makes a lot more. Oh, oh, oh. And we also find out that, like, I don't remember when we find out, but during the book, we find out that, can you remember the Time Wizard? That he went back in time to save his daughter. Yeah. Turns out it was one of the twins. Yeah. But we don't see him again. Yeah. I thought that I thought that that was going to come back into play, but it, it ended up not. So I my theory is that he did do it, but the only way that he did do it was because their soul split. Yeah. That he was the reason why she survived, not that he saved her life. Right. It was uh, like, if he... So maybe the timeline that they had before in the Shadow Realm, the twins stayed in the Shadow Realm and the stronger sister sapped everything. Yeah. From the weaker sister. So he went and back in time to the real world and then snapped their souls as a way of saving them, like a knee-jerk reaction, a way of saving them. Um, because we never hear of him again. Like, she never mentions his, her father or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I, I was like, oh, I, we, I knew that his daughter would be important. We didn't know how important, but we also didn't know why he wasn't still important. He just kind of poofed. Yeah. When um, um when Grace goes back to speak to the Shadow Queen and she she they bring Mackay uh with them. Um Yes. I mean she's she's livid. She's like, You are coming here, you've brought him with you, knowing that you did not do what you are supposed to do. And she's like, We had it, we had it, it just got taken. And she's like, Well, I'm just taking your word for that. I'm like that means nothing to me. Yeah, this whole part was very frustrating to me. Yeah, um, I, I, this 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 scene just kind of felt felt like Grace didn't really go. She went back because she had nothing else. She wanted to try to bargain with the honey. Yeah, but like she at no point did she say like we have we have the dew. Like I, I think it's the dew because she did. She thought it was the dew. Right. This might be it. Here, take this. Like, like this is what we collected from the Celestials. And then the, the, the Shadow Queen probably would have been able to tell her at least what it fucking was. Right. But no, she 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 didn't. She's like, oh, well, ha- here, it has this consolation prize. I don't know what it does. And she's like, why would I want that? Like, you promised me the thing that would, like, 
separate my my doors uh, and then and then she gets really angry and then grace is like wait a minute if if i am the granddaughter of the person who created this prison i control this prison yeah like maybe i can be the one to bring it down yeah, we also find out that during their whole little like sick bed routine, uh, that Lorelai and Mackay became kissy kissy partner partner level levels. Yeah, they mated. Yeah, and the mother is very pissed about that, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. No, like no. Oh, your daughter, who's been literally locked in a room frail unable to do anything finally found like something that will give her happiness well i think that's because like again there is no way of proving that you are mated and where you aren't mated and the only person that came back was makai because lorelei couldn't come to the shadow realm with them right um and she had the necklace on yeah and like i feel like the mother kind of saw it as an insult she's like i gave that to my daughter like why would my daughter give that to you of all people. And he's like, well, we mated. And she's like, bull fucking shit. Like, you just took it from her. Like, I just, I feel like the whole thing was, is very much like he said, she said argument instead of people actually explaining things slowly. Well, that's how it always but goes. Then, uh, but then I would also feel like that if my daughter was a teenager that is forever stuck in a tantrum and more teenagers turn up and they're like, we can save them. And then they I, don't. I wouldn't. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be like, you just, uh, you're all the same. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. Grace goes like straight up like demigod. Yep. Um, Like, but like, but doesn't just like destroy the, the Shadow Realm because she realizes that there are a whole load of people in it that still need a home. They don't want it destroyed. Yeah. Um, and she's also like probably thinking about Smokey because at that point they still have no way of getting her to the what are, what is the opposite of the Shadow Realm? Like the, the other realm? The the real realm? Real, the, the real the, the real world. The the non purple one. Yeah. <laughs> um and uh, instead she kind of creates this little like a bubble. Little like like a like a yeah, like and a bridge. And a, and a bridge to it, which is immediately used. Immediately. Yeah. I was like, who, who told them? Like, oh, by the way, sudden way of getting to the Shadow Realm. Um, yeah. <laughs> Just really silly. Um, so, yeah, they um, they have this bridge and eventually, like, everyone's happy. Lorelai gets reunited with her mother um, because it's, it's like a... I don't even remember how the sisters suddenly were okay well, with each the other. the mother, she basically says, like, there's no way I could have saved Mackay. Yeah, she's like, oh, yeah, the, the, uh, there is no cure for the poison. And like, Grace is like, you bitch. And then Lorelai, like, that's that's the point when Lorelai has, is back in the picture and, like, falls to her knees and is like, like, she just... Please save him. Yeah, she just found her mate and already he's being taken from her yeah and i also remember the sister coming over and it's just immediately like oh my god i'm so happy you're okay i, I regret everything i never wanted you to be hurt so that was nice that was a nice little reunion yeah because i thought that she of, didn't like her i didn't realize that it was like a she didn't like have a choice like a, <laughs> can you imagine three-year-old sisters though like Nobody said what age they were when it all went. 
crazy. Yeah. Um, and like, there's there's no such thing as an evil twin and a good twin. There's just one will always take the bad choices. <laughs> yeah, I really did think that Mackay was going to be dead. I, I thought, oh yeah, I was I was very much convinced that that okay that he he is going to die and this is just going to be the casualty of the book. Yeah, because didn't 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 the mother then go? Oh, but you've had the power in you the whole time, Laura. <laughs> It's like, oh, yeah, that. It's like the, the like she could suck out the poison through the mating bond or some shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I remember, I remember. This was the point where I started rolling my eyes. I'm, I was very happy though that he didn't die. Um, yeah, but I, I he also got. So he, we we also find out that like he decides to stay in the shadow realm because he's like, yeah, we're we're mating now. We're cool. Doesn't he take the meet, title of meet. like shadow, like King. prince? Yeah, Shadow Prince. Yeah. Yes. Yes, he does. Um, yeah. Which is cute. Uh, yeah. I think, like, it all kind of gets, like, wrapped, like, neatly wrapped up in a bow in the Shadow Realm, but apart from Smokey. Um, and then they all travel across this bridge and then go to this this coronation that Grace is so, <laughs> going to pass in time. I, I laughed so hard. Uh. So this is this is the one for all the the the, the one for all the podcast listeners um, who have been with us since the beginning. Um, when so Grace is getting all fancy. She's got her pretty dress on there at the witch's court. You know, getting getting fancies or fancied up. Hudson comes in and he's all fancied up, and they have that moment where you know they look at each other, and Hudson is just speechless by how beautiful Grace is, but he's just not talking. And Grace, her, she thinks something's wrong, and she goes, "Do you want some water?" Which, if if you if you've been listening since the beginning of the podcast, Amber and I have always said that that's that's what we when one of us has a problem, when one of us has a, a you know something sad, to, an emotional outburst, and the other person doesn't know how to console them, we just say, "Do you want some water?" And I very much feel like. This was for us because it's right at the end of the book. Yeah, the other day I was um I was walking around the lakes with my the Scott was ahead with the two dogs and I was just walking back behind like doing my ambulation. <laughs> I've got to got to keep ambulating and um I'm walking and I see this. I don't know whether it's like because now I'm pregnant, I have like these maternal instincts have kind of kicked in a little bit. But I saw this little boy and he was huddled around like by his family and he had his head between his knees. And my brain was like, something's, something's wrong. So it's like something's wrong. And um, I walked over and I was like, is everything all right? And the mother went, no, not really. He um, He's cracked his head open and then he threw up. <laughs> and I went, oh, no. Do you want some water? <laughs> some water? It was the only thing I had on me. <laughs> oh no! I was like, I felt really bad. I was like, I can't help this. Like this poor kid, <laughs> he's bleeding out of his head, and he's a pile of puke underneath him. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, this pregnant woman's like, do you want some water? <laughs> Oh. oh, and I walked away from it, and I was so embarrassed. And Scott was like, what, what, was, "What was that?" And I'm like, "I don't want to talk about it." <laughs> oh uh, no! But yeah. when I was reading that, though, I I I like stopped and like 
busted out laughing and had to explain to my husband. I'm like, I feel like this was this was for Amber and I. This was, yeah, it was written for us. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so for this coronation, you know, to crown Grace and Hudson, and um, you know, make them a part of the circle, everyone starts gathering. Um, There's some pomp and circumstance to this as well. Like, it's not just uh, she walks out, goes down the stairs, and that's where the coronation is. Like, there's a whole portal shit and everything. Yeah, and, like, they're doing it on the new Catmere Academy ground, so it's, like, in the snow, it's... I'm, I'm assuming... And, and Macy and Macy ones up her normal portals and does a double portal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, She's like, what? We get a couple portal? Yeah. Yeah, they they... They walk in and go to the stage, but then, like, all the other leaders start coming in, and I'm like, I've never heard these names before, ever. <laughs> no. There's a lot, a lot of people. No. It very much felt like the, like, Breaking Dawn when, like, all the other vampires started, like, arriving, and it's like, oh, so-and-so yeah. leader of this bl- clan. clan, and I'm like, what? Who? Yeah. Dawood is uh, but- one of the... Is he a, he's not an, he's not the, he's the prince he's for the, the wolves? Or one of the, yeah, he's, he's like part of like the wolf clan kind of person. And it's there. One of the packs. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so I, um, and, and then all of a sudden, chaos ensues again. And it's so. Because you can't, it's like you can't have a graduation with an arrest. No, you can't have anything nice. Without, without, without having a coronation, without a wall. And yeah, the, the crone turns up and I just love that the blood letters like, she's fucking mine. <laughs> oh yeah, they like battle it out in the sky. And of course, Remy, Remy, of course, conveniently couldn't be there because he said something was going on at Calder Academy, which obviously is the gateway to sweet vengeance. I'm sure that that's... But I also but I also think that that's because he has no power. Yeah, he's, I can't get there. I need a ride. <laughs> I've got performance issues <laughs> So he can't help. So um in Grace He's got he's got he's got magical dysfunction. <laughs> Grace Grace is in this beautiful dress, but she's like, ah, screw it. And like she just like rips it. Yeah. And then and then she is able to get what, does is it Macy who switches her into her magical Yeah, she glamours her into some fighting leathers and she's like, Hell yeah. And then it's like she's just going crazy. Yeah. Um But yeah, the, they realize that Everybody who is fighting with the crone are hunters and they have little pouches of powder and each pouch diff- has a different colored powder and they they show the weakness of the supernatural being that they're fighting. So, for example, the, um, the gargoyles are immune to normal magic, but the gargoyles actually do have a powder specifically for them that I can't remember what it does. I think it's, I mean, I thought that right when the powder hit them, like, they just poofed. I thought that they just... Oh, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe they all poofed. But yeah, um, and uh, eventually um, Grace and Hudson and everyone, like, kind of huddled together. They're like, how do we, how do we fix this? And Grace is like, well, each of the hunters only have one pouch of specific powder. They're only going after one specific faction of Supernatural. So if we just fight each other's hunters... Yeah, based on the color of the pouches. We'll be fine. And then, they, yeah, they win. <laughs> And it worked. <laughs> it, was like, it, was, it was an immediate strategy of like, yeah, we, we got this, it's fine. Um, and the the crone is super angry, and I don't really remember what happens. 
Um, but like, I think she doesn't she run away? Yeah, she just gets away. Yeah. And then the blood letter goes, I think you have something for me. And then she she's like, yes, I do. And then gives the honey to her and she drinks it. And then that's the end of the discussion. What ha- I, what did it I do? think, I think, right? So the crone drank the Jew, right? Uh-huh. Because that separated her from her sister. That meant that they were no longer soulbound. And that was the reason why she could wage war against her, right? Uh-huh. Did the honey stick them back together? I think the honey stuck them back together. Okay. Because all of a sudden the, the like bloodlet was like, okay, everything's balanced. Like there there is there is a equal and opposite reaction to everything. There must be balance. There must be order. But I'm like, you're the god of chaos. What the fuck are you on about? Or is she the god of order? I don't remember anymore. Chaos. This is it's so backwards because the one person who is quite chaotic and is and it's not yeah, blood letters chaos. Her. Oh, and then the reason oh, I remember the reason why Grace had to give the vial of dew to the crone was because she called in the favor. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, and that was why she just kind of handed over. Um, and yeah, and then and then they were like, oh, should we carry on with the coronation? <laughs> I, with dead bodies laying everywhere. Like, um, so- <laughs> ripped levers, everything was like, everyone was maimed and hurt. Uh, nobody acknowledged who was dead. At no point did they go like, oh, wait, the vampire king is dead. <laughs> yeah. Like, they just, like, let's just carry on. And... Um, yeah, so they coronate and, and crown Grace and Hudson as the gargoyle king and queen. And then Grace is like, oh, and by the way, we have an announcement for everybody. We're going to give everyone the power. Everybody can have the power. We're now a democracy. Oh, uh, just. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I think that she did. She didn't mean it as like everyone gets a vote, but I think she meant why is it only the five powerful factions that get to talk about this i'm calling to the mermaids and the cyclopses and the giants and the the basilisks and the chupacabras you all get a seat on the circle i think that's what she meant yeah i think it was like everybody will have you know equality it's not just going to be run by these factions and i just thought that it was really fucking funny that she literally went up, she got crowned, and she said that, but at no point was anybody able to go, well, wait a minute, don't we all get a deciding vote? You can't just come in here and just go, this is what's happening now. Yeah. But I think because of the reaction of the crowd, the other circle members, and because it was such a public announcement, the other circle members were like, shit, we can't go back on this. We can't take this away. Yeah. Um, And she also then goes over to the blood letter and says i i have a question for you and the blood letter says i know my answer is yes <laughs> have you ever ha- have you ever had a conversation like that that hasn't been so nuanced for the entire time that you've been talking to them like for example you've just got engaged and you go to your best friend's house and you go i've got a question to ask you and she goes well obviously i'm going to say yes because i know what the question's going to be that's never happened in any other scenario nope 
What if it were like even even us as readers, we were like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. What's the que- what was the que- what's the question? What was the question? Uh, will you be the vampire king- yeah, queen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. And the was like, of course I will be. And I'm like, why did you never put yourself forward in the first place? The moment where you spoke to Grace in your apartment and basically scaremongered her into thinking that her relationship was failing yeah. <laughs> and falling apart because there was no solid choice for vampire king and queen. And at no point did you went, if you need someone to take over the position until there's someone better, I'm more than happy to fill in the position. I, but at no point does she do that. I'm young now. I'm young and spry. I'm more than happy to yeah. take over. Yeah. Um, and Alistair gives the crown back to Grace because we, we have to see that full circle. Yeah. Flint and Jackson um, have their happy ending. Yep. Um, and uh, we also noticed that all of the Shadow Realm people come to watch Grace's coronation yeah. as well. Um, including the Shadow Queen. And Smokey. And, and, sh- and she sends the Shadow Prince, uh, who is looking a lot better, um, who he's like said, like, well, because of my sudden living in the Shadow Realm, I have developed some powers and I am now a Shadow Wheeler or something. I don't remember what he said that he was, but he could basically give Umbra's physical form. Yes. So and and then and then they bring out Smokey, who's been asleep the whole time, <laughs> the whole damn time in his backpack. Um, and I'm like, Smokey would not sleep through a battle, no. Especially if she like heard or or whatever Hudson being hurt because he was in a a battle. He wasn't getting not hurt. He wasn't sat on the sidelines in a deck chair. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Everything kind of like got wrapped up in a neat little bow, but it did feel a kind of rushed ending. The, yeah, the very end, um, from Hudson's perspective, we find out that he has... he, he Grace is still kind of wondering like what he's been up to because she knows he's been up to something. Um, What's with all the illicit texts? And, and, and he's like, no, everything is tickety-boo. I was like, what? everything's tickety-boo and she's like oh. we never say that the only reason that we would say that is if it wasn't tickety-boo and we were being sarcastic <laughs> she's like uh everything usually when you say everything is tickety-boo everything is not tickety-boo no yeah exactly like what, what was your thoughts why he was texting the entire time like what did you think that he was texting for i thought that <sighs> I assume that he had a plan for who would take over the vampire court like he he was trying to work out. But we really I mean, was it him because he basically is saying that he's going to have Vega Academy at the vampire yes. court like that because he was a teacher when he was in Charm. So he he's immediately becoming competition for Remy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Um, <laughs> he's like wait you started a school i'm gonna start a school <laughs> yeah but is that what he was texting about the whole time was just starting a school like why didn't he just tell grace that that's such a i think maybe because his plans hadn't quite come to to pass she thought yet, they were he, gonna he, break up though she was really scared I know. <laughs> what i thought he was doing was that he was planning a proposal Ah. Uh. Because he also knows that as much as they are mates and they're king and queen, they have a coronation and everything like that, Grace is still very human. 
in the way she experiences the world. And like the one thing that is very human is to to propose and, and be engaged and, and things like that. So I was like, oh, maybe he's like planning a proposal with everybody and like is going to make it part of like the friendship group. And because that was the one time where I was like, oh, shit, my 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 my, my relationship is 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 under strain because Scott is being really secretive about things. And like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. And it was because he was planning to propose it. it <laughs> and it would probably be the one thing that I was like, oh, everything makes sense now. Right. Because the one person that you don't want to be part of that plan is Grace because she is the main part of the plan. If you're planning to build a school, you don't involve your mate. Yeah, like he could have just said, like, I'm 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 building something. I'm working on something. Yeah. Or like I'm renovating the lighthouse. <laughs> but we don't go back to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, I just I, I just feel like oh, oh just mm. I, I I feel like sometimes like Hudson is just a little bit immature in the way that he handles things. Yeah. And isn't it like and at no point does he he understand that actually sitting next to your like life partner who is furiously texting someone and is being very shady when he's being asked who he's talking to is a recipe right for overthinking and disaster yeah uh, because because even even if you aren't even if you're being innocent and there is no one that you're you're texting that is any part of your relationship and that there is absolutely no reason for anybody to have doubts about your relationship, it still doesn't mean that the other person in the relationship isn't feeling the same. Yeah, like, don't act guilty if you're not. Yeah. And just, like, say, like, it's, it's, it's not important or it's, um, like, he doesn't have a job. And, like, at no point does, like him running a school not to make sense he's always wanted to educate and teach so it would have made absolute sense but i just feel like the only reason that he wouldn't have told her was embarrassment of it failing yeah which i get but there's nothing but there's nothing to fail yet because all he's doing is building it right it's not like he's re- like oh he's got the um the board examiners in and they've gone like mm, hasn't passed inspection <laughs> and he's like Fuck. the zoning board is in there like yeah. oh, I don't know your fence is a little too tall <laughs> but yeah I'm like oh I, I had said I feel like sometimes your insecurities can kind of get in the way of a a relationship but Grace didn't really let him up either I mean she didn't question him repeatedly yeah which was okay. But that was very unfair of him on her to not give her something. Yeah. It's like, I, I've got some plans and I'll let you in on them when I know that they're possible. And she's going to go, I could, okay, I'm excited. I'm going to find out what happens. Like, oh, let's, let's, he's got some plans. He's got, maybe he's going to build something in the, the gargoyle court as well, because that's all been renovated and everything like that. But no. I think that it was he wanted to leave a good legacy behind for the vampire court because it was a place that caused him so much trauma. And if he's going to leave it, he wants to leave it in in good hands and with a different um, a different purpose than what it held previously. He wanted to that way he could kind of bury it. Um, So that's that's how I interpreted it. 
but they did yeah they got their they got their happy ending um it definitely did feel like it was brushed um but i think that it ended in a in a good stopping place where tracy could always expand in the future if she wanted to do like a vega academy series she's already got mm-hmm. you know calder academy series coming with sweet vengeance so um there is a possibility guys that in the future you know if we do a one off episode unfortunately Amber's and a Jackson and a Jackson and Flint uh, yeah. wave as well, uh, as well because they're, they're no that would be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but there there is a possibility for us to do one off episodes in the future. If we do, those will be announced on the Crave the Book podcast tea room on Facebook um, in our group. Just Sweet Vengeance is coming out literally like right around Amber's due date, so unfortunately we <laughs> won't be able to you know promise and unless unless it gets delayed yeah that's always or uh or baby is a lot later than we were so i might be able to read it because i'm I'm definitely going to read it when it comes out yeah um but it all depends on whether i'm reading it on maternity leave before babies happened or i'm reading during like nursing times yeah when i'm actually i've not actually got chance to read the whole thing in one go i've got to do it in like bite-sized chunks um but it, it all depends but i'm definitely going to be in the crave the book podcast team like places as well so i'm going to be on the youtube channels making sure that the comments are applied to um and in the tea room so if we have any theories about sweet vengeance we're definitely gonna drip them in uh- because Tracy always does little tiny teasers. So yeah. I'm looking forward to when them they happen. We can kind of go like, ooh, what is it gonna be? Yes. Cause we've we've heard nothing from um Isadora. No. Like she her name was mentioned, but we didn't hear anything about what's going uh, on yeah. with her. So Yeah. Um and we also find out that Macy did actually go to the Calder Academy. And got kicked out. That's that's what she said right at the beginning. She went to went to the Calder Academy and got kicked out. So I'm like, well, what school is being built? And it's the only one left. Maybe maybe Macy can go to Vega Academy. Yeah, she's about she um, should be close to graduating though. So oh, we we also did, we didn't talk about the fact that um, Grace does eventually um, get the conversation with Macy and Hudson goes into the shower. For- yeah. <laughs> I added oh he's like oh girl talk girl talk and he's like oh I'm gonna go into the shower it's fine and then she's like do you want to just call him out he's probably a prune yeah I actually (laughs) added all of the songs um to our song list in order and all of the most of the songs were him singing in the shower um he sang Rolling Stones Radiohead Elton John Coldplay Ed Sheeran like The Clash bless him (laughs) Oh, that was one of my favorite scenes where he was like, he knew he knew that Grace and Macy needed go talk, but he didn't want to like interrupt eavesdrop. Yeah, but he just stayed in the show and sang loud long <laughs> because he also knew that like at some point he's going to have vampire hearing to be able to hear the conversation anyway. But he wanted Macy to know he was not listening. Yeah, um, and essentially Macy was saying she's just so lonely, and that was crushing. Yeah, to read, um, she's been bullied and. Yeah, and and also she's not had a great relationship with her dad or her mum since they all kind of came back. Yeah, um, and they're forcing her to go to a school, and they're they're not talking to her 
And Finn has been about very things. Finn has been very like he's trying to be super dad now, almost like making up for the fact that he lied to her about her mom all that time, and she's and his school got destroyed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And I, I, we felt really sorry for Macy. She just she sobbed and sobbed and sobbed and sobbed. Um, but I think from then on, that was the turning point where where Grace kind of realized that her friend kind of needed help, and she wasn't really there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm hoping that for for Macy's sake, she gets to fix herself. Yeah, she she starts to come back around. But I think that I'm hoping that we get a little bit more of Macy in future books. Um, but mm-hmm. guys, make sure that you stay in the Crave the Book podcast tea room. Like I said, we don't want the group to die. We don't want the discussions to die. We still want to be able to talk about the books. Just recording isn't something that's going to be possible. So maybe we'll shift the focus of the uh, of Crave the Book to a more like book club type thing um, where we can yeah. stay updated, Suggest- chat. And suggest other things to read. Like, I've just finished Fourth Wing, and it's so incredible by Told Starla to wait until November to read it, because yeah. you have left on a total cliffhanger. <laughs> um, uh, and, yeah, I've also read some other books, which is just like, everything seems to be kind of a carbon copy of the Cawthorn and Roses, Crave, yeah. um, um, Blood and Ash. Like, everything seems to be just, it follows the same tropes, which is fine if, if the trope is what you're reading the book for, but sometimes you just you want a a twist something new yeah um which i found with fourth wing yeah um so i'm i'm quite i'm quite excited by the the second installment but yeah i'm currently reading it's a book i don't even know the name of did you finish it's like from a, blood and ashes the serpent uh no because you said that the fourth and fifth one were really dull <laughs> scared uh, they're <laughs> worth it the new one's about to come out so you should okay Okay, I will. I'll um. I'll read that yeah. next then. But I'm currently reading uh, it's called the Serpent and the Stars. I think it's called. Um, and it's about vampires. And so, if anybody wants vampire fiction, and like scary vampires ah. as well. Um, but the name about the name of the the, the book, the title, um, is isn't really important. If that makes sense. <laughs> Uh, the Serpent and the Wings of Night. And I'm actually really enjoying it. So um, it's um, it's worth it. And it's um, it's kind of like Hunger Games, but with vampires. And it's a hung- it's a human who's in a, who's in a Hunger Games style event with vampires. Oh, all right. And it's really, really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So keep keep posting in the group guys keep giving book recommendations um you know this because i'm gonna need some more when it comes to maternity yeah. leave because i'm gonna go crazy <laughs> this... um it's right over christmas as well where I, like nothing's open the light and the nights are like long and there's not much i can do like actively because i'm gonna be rotund um so some book recommendations would be great yeah so um as I, this was something that we always said in the military, like <laughs> when we lived on a base, but when people would move, we always said, it's not goodbye. It's see you later. Um, yes. So I think that that's the best way to end this. We're not disappearing. We'll still be around. We still want to talk to you guys. There may be future episodes, but right now it just doesn't fit into our lives. But we've had so much fun, almost 
going on two years now that we have been doing these. Uh, in fact, I just pulled up our first card and it was August 31st, 2021 um, was episode one. So literally almost two years, almost two years. So thank you guys for hanging out with us. Please go do the do the do the giveaway. Go into our group, post your favorite memories. Remind us of something that we don't remember. Tell us something from like early in the podcast or something that made you laugh. Um, and we will pick a winner for one of the faction hoodies. But guys, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you so, so, so much. And uh, until we see you, <laughs> goodbye. Bye-bye.